It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. First World Order Radio. Finally, finally, we are on the air, no doubt. All right, all right. There's always going to be somebody in the building on First World Order Radio. We get on into some of that order consciousness tonight. First World Order Radio every Wednesday, 8 p.m., we got to talk about what is taking place on the planet. There's always going to be somebody in the building on First World Order Radio. First, we need to let you know we're going to be doing more shows, giving out more information on Wednesdays. Wednesday is 8 o'clock. We are now going to make this is the hottest day of the week. Proceeding in levels in time, order, and importance. The most prominent parts, voices, or instruments. Earthly state of human concerns in existence, an indefinite multitude, quantity, or distance. System regulates the bring about specifics and the group based on value with natural characteristics. Current radiates electromagnetics of sound through the air that your thoughts transmits it. Proceeding in levels in time, order, importance. The most prominent parts, voices, or instruments. Earthly state of human concerns in existence, an indefinite multitude, quantity, or distance. System regulates the bring about specifics and the group based on value with natural characteristics. Current radiates electromagnetics of sound through the air that your thoughts transmits it. You need to understand how magical this, uh, something like this every Wednesday can become. So you need to start uh, getting your calendar right, getting your schedule, your schedule right. You need to know our intention straight out. All right, so, I mean, these clues are given throughout the various languages was to piece the puzzle of this ancient mystery school back together again. And what we plan on doing, both of us, is bringing y'all some surefire dynamite. We're going to take this level up a notch. We're going to have stuff to do here. This is not just going to be about philosophies and theories. Shit that works. You have an activated pilot man in which I produced this black chemical called melanin. What we did was gave a hard line in the sand between the different definitions of Esoteric study and esoteric study. Playtime is over.
Living in the sleep state, no 
this that We get dumb and numb from anything we see external But it came from internal I mean it's inside You created what's outside Like everything that can't rise a suicide It don't matter Who are you to put it on the platter In the first place Material, ethereal Same thing It just reflects from a different screen It's like light on a film Or whatever Rolls on the real of real Coming back to see what your mind can feel Your eyes ain't sealed Is your voice or opinion Expression That's the only thing we're given I mean for real Think about your freedom Where is it at? That's your mind So wake, wake up from, wake up from Wake up from that dream state You in the sleep state Living in the dream state Walking in the sleep state Wake up from that dream state You in the sleep state Walking in the dream state Living in the sleep state Wake up from that dream state You in the sleep state Living in the dream state Walking in the sleep state Wake up from that dream state We in the sleep state Walking in the dream state Living in the sleep state Another Tips and Tricks Tuesday. It is First World Order Radio. I'm your host, Blackwater, and Meta Magician. Again, thanks. First and foremost, to those who came before and those who will come after. Thanks. Get thanks and shout out to the First World Order family. Brother L out there, he had a good app last week. I peeped in on it. That was real nice how he brought his insights in on. On the Moors nationality and getting us getting us together, the indigenous family together. That was peace. Got a lot of information out of that. Hadn't heard from me and me in a minute. We we'll had to get in contact with them. See what's going on with the, the king and queen over there. But all in all, everything's cooling around here. You know, um, it's Tuesday. It's the first as well. So, you know, for the 1st and 15th, it's purging days for myself, purification, so I had to get that public enemy in or out <laughs> at the enemy in this, uh, this afternoon, which is always a good thing to get there, you know, purify yourself at least twice a month. I mean, personally, I feel that it's, it's wise because you, you never know out here with all this stuff just coming in and out. You know, the chemtrails in the water, take a bath and go in the boards, so, but without being paranoid about the situation. And speaking of paranoia and uh, public enema, I felt like public enema number one last week because, I mean, my, the uh, transmission got cut. So that's why I'm going in on part two. I didn't get to finish out uh, last week on my set to my makeup. Um, due to technical difficulties, I guess. I don't know. Maybe something I said. I, I had a premonition before I started speaking on uh, some of those things about the sidereal, sidereal calendar and stuff. Like, man, I hope this ain't, you know, but that's that paranoia. So who gives a 
flying, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, whatever. But uh, I also want to reiterate on some of that so it wouldn't be out in the, the blue yonders like to talk about so we could get a grasp on uh, some of those functions and processes throughout that whole scenario of what I was speaking on um, being... I think I said something about four being the number of life or something like that. Uh, I'm going to just elaborate on that a little bit more as far as where the circumference of four comes from, how it folds around life. Also, I want to speak on, 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 just in case you didn't get it, the comedic New Year is September 11th. Around that time of the year, the 10th, the 9th through the 11th is when um, Septet or Mysterious Star is in conjunction with our sun. So the cycle of the Sirius star, um, or Septet known as Kemet, or Egypt known as Kemet, ancient um, Kemet as Septet. Notice how September, you know, the so-called ninth month, Septus, seven in, in Latin, but um, notice how Septet in, in uh, September have the same phonetics or the same, but it sounds the same. It, uh, but it, we have influences from that every season, in every seasonal cycle. So, Committee New Year coincides with that September 11th, you know what I'm saying? So, at that time of the year is when the sun and September rise at the same time. So this also marks the rainy season in the tropical regions, so that's why we go into hurricanes and stuff like that at the same time because we're having that, we're getting that magnetic um, type of energy that's coming downstream from Sirius to the planet Earth, and we're getting it more so at that point because both of those points are in conjunction, you know. So those, you know, if you recall, our sun is only a reflection of Sirius being of, of that planet, of that star when it, it imploded or whatever, exploded, whatever you want to call it, and then the energy was emanated down into this magnetic streamline, build line into our planet as it gives life and light to us. That's the mother energy I said, the seed of our uh, physical existence of creation as far as on this side of the hologram, whatever, you know, the whole message. But all in all, it's a 1,461-year cycle. It's called the Great Year or the Netir Year. So September 11th coincides with that Great Cycle, but during the Great Cycle, it's like a um, it's more catastrophic events that may take place um, throughout those 1,461. When we get to that 1,461-year, that's when about 100 years at a time or more is going to be like more catastrophic events on the planet. We are now in the 400, going into the 415th year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, what I was speaking on in 9-11 of 2000 is that that was the 400th year. And 400 um, in numerology or four in general in numerology uh accounts for the material side of um, of creation as creation comes from one, two, three to four. 
So basically, some call it the Pythagoras type of uh, numerology, but you know Pythagoras or whatever was a student of ancient masters of Kemet. If there was Pythagoras, you know some of these people who just got names and no don't have any type of history to be uh, involved with, so that we can actualize them as being a person, somewhat like Thut or Tahuti. And the, and the other principles and entities of the comedic paradigm and all the other paradigms, they're not really people, so to speak, as human beings, but they are energies and principles that can be um, somewhat like a kaleidoscope that we can look to and, and, and join them as entities to be able to bring about a, a, a understanding. You know, knowledge builds the bridge of wisdom that leads into understanding that inevitably brings about an understanding, you know, that brings about that supreme overstanding or that Godhead, Arisha. All right, so going back to the number four or the number one, the number one is uh, is the absolute, it's, it's the creator, basically. It's the, it's the absolute unity created. It created multiplicity out of itself. This I got. This is out of the Serpent in the Sky. The Serpent in the Sky. Um, um, what's his name? Robert Anthony. I think. Um, he did some research. Charles D. Lovitz is actually the one that I believe that put this together. But this is coming out of the Temple of Man when they went over there and checked out the hieroglyphs on the wall. But check this out. Okay, uh, one is absolute unity. He created multiplicity out of itself. So out of one came two. You know, one was like, hey, it's nice being out of here, but damn, I'm bored. You know, and he was like, it would be nice to have a friend. So it took something out of itself and made two. Uh, the absolute unity, two, in becoming conscious of itself, uh, well, the absolute unity, one, in becoming conscious of itself creates multiplicity of polarity. One becomes two. Two is not one plus one. Metaphysically, two can never be the sum of one plus one since metaphysically there is only one, which is all. Two is basically the polarity of one. It's the opposition, but it corresponds to one. And then when they unify through relationship, which was based, is based on three, the two opposing forces complement themselves, each other through three. That's basically knowledge, wisdom, understanding. Through the knowledge, we create this force or the creative energy. Creation was formed. That's two, wisdom. And then three, the creator is actually one. Then the creative energy is two. And then the creation is the relationship that was established between the two opposing forces. So the, it's not the actualization of the creation, though. It's the establishment of the relationship in itself that is the third. One and becoming two becomes three simultaneously. The becoming is the third force, automatically providing the innate, necessary, and mysterious reconciling principle. It's the reconciling principle of one and two being opposed to itself. It's not the physical creation as of yet. It's the creator, one, the creative energy, which is the opposition or polarity, and then the establishment of the relationship through rec reconciliation. 
find the innate and necessary or mysterious reconciling principle. That's three. So four is the material substance. It's the things, the physical world. It's the matrix of all sensuous experience. But material substance cannot be accounted for in terms of two or three. Two is an abstract or spiritual tension. Three is an abstract or spiritual relationship. Two and three are insufficient to account for the idea of substance. And we can illustrate this by analogy. Lover, beloved, desire is not yet a household or even an affair. Sculptor, block, inspiration is not yet a statue. Sodium chlorine affinity is not yet salt. To account for matter in principle requires for terms, requires four terms. Sculptor, block, inspiration, then statue. Lover, beloved, desire, affair. Sodium chlorine affinity, then salt. Matter is a principle over and above polarity and relationship. So that's where four comes into play when we're speaking on for the year 400 and that uh, so-called, um, what, that ritual type deal that was going on over there and all that, 9-11. So, but uh, also in the ancient um, mystery school was something called the Tetractus. The Tetractus is when you break down um, the innate. The innate is uh, the group of nine, you know, from, you know, from, uh, I guess you could say, uh, Ra all the way down to to uh, Set. I think it was like, uh, what is it, Ra, Osir. Well, Ra, Shu, Tefnut, um, Geb, no, Ra, Shu, Newt, Geb, Tefnut, Osir, Aset, Nepetis, and Set. Those are the nine. And from that, you have tomb at the top, complete. Atumra, you know, that that makes uh, makes it ten. But when you break down the numerology or the numbers within that system, you you have a pyramid type thing. So you have one uh, dot at the, at the very top. Then you have two right under that. Then you have three under that, and you have four at the very bottom, four dots. So count four dots. Three dots, that's seven. Then you count two dots, that's nine. Then you count the one at the top, that makes ten. So that will be one plus two plus three plus four equals ten. And that, in that, in that, in that, well, when you fold it over and you fold it out and you look at it, you got basically uh, completion, somewhat, you know, knowledge cipher in um, supreme mathematics. Knowledge cipher, basically, when you look at that, you you see. You have uh, the zero there. That's the pomegranate, basically, or a point, or a vortex, a hole, or a circle. You know what I'm saying? Then you put that one right there, and you connect them. You have nine. You have birth or life. So one plus two plus three plus four equals ten, and that was four hundred. All right. So also one plus two plus three is six, and sixty-four. 64, you know, flip it back, is 46, and it requires 23 chromosomes from mother, 23 chromosomes from father, and you have 46 chromosomes, right? 
And and what does the X Men have? The X Men has an extra chromosome. You know what I'm saying? So X Men or X Man, X Men means basically X is transformation again, and Men means stable or permanent or firm. So it's the permanent transformation. That's a very powerful alchemical expression. You know, X Men, the Superman. You know, breaking down Superman. Not to go too far, because we got to get into the info. Superman, super, or per means to go or come forth. Super. That's one aspect of it. So many different ways to look at these words when you're dealing with, uh, you mentioned that here. Haru means light, and man means daily. So break that down. It's, it's, for that. it's saying the permanent, I mean, not permanent, but saying um, to go forth into the light daily. You know what I'm saying? With those, like, uh, 42 um, so-called negative confessions, I call them the 42 I am affirmations and the 42 um, praise affirmations. You, you know, the the new poo in the mornings and the doors, D-U-A, mean praise at night or thanks at night. You know, traditionally it's I haven't or whatnot, and I... I will not or I have not, you know what I'm saying? I will not in the morning and I have not at night. Um, I, I looked at it like reflected down right into the DNA and get that DNA waking up. So, you know, as far as the information coming down or, you know, piping down through that channel, so to speak, you know, when you're looking at it from different angles, that's what I've seen. I've seen, okay, do the I am's on here. So that's that, that's that uh, you know, to go or come forth to the light daily, superhero mind, or superhero mind, or superhero. But that's 10 right there. Then we go back to the year we're going into is 415 in the, in the comedic uh, calendar or just do, um, when we're dealing with the sidereal calendar. We're going into 415, and 415 equals this 4 plus 6 equals 10 again, 46. You know what I'm saying? And, and this calendar is the most ancient calendar known to man. You know, basically, it's the first calendar. You know, so dealing with dealing with our mindset and mind makeup, we have a bit forced, I guess you could say, to, uh, you know, relate time to the Gregorian calendar, which, you know, if you're looking at this month in, in, uh, in uh, October, as well as December, you know, December is 10, deck. You know, November is 9, now in oct is 8, except to 7, yet the months don't relate to the actual um, month of the year in the, on the Gregorian calendar. You know, we deal with Sept 7, but it's the ninth month, and then we're dealing with uh, October as eight, but it's like octagon, you know, but it's the tenth month. So, you know, with July and August, or Julius Caesar and Augustus Caesar being added to the equation within the Gregorian calendar, it, it throws our mindset and the mind makeup off of our actual uh, connectivity or our natural state of awareness from where we, as all people, 
you know what I'm saying, on the planet Earth, it doesn't, the color of skin matters, but it, it, I mean, some things we do have to look at. All Everything on planet Earth is flowing in from Sirius B as far as coming down that magnetic streamline like this. So it, it ain't relating to just the color of the skin because inside everybody is melanated. You know what I'm saying? So um, just by throwing those two months in there, those the the astrological and astronomical mindset off a few years or maybe even a few eons, you know. So I just I wanted to go back into that to get a, a better grasp on what I was talking about last week. I didn't I didn't go far. I, I was talking more about the incidents that had taken place in some of those dates or whatnot, you know what I'm saying, which in our conjunction, yet, you know, it's two months off or actually maybe a few hundred years off, yet still the energy behind those um, type of situations or whatnot have uh, put that, you know, like I I, I spoke to a brother, brother was speaking on uh, on the moon and everything and, and doing moon magic and everything. But the full moon hadn't got there. I was like, shit, there's a full moon somewhere out there. You put your mind on that one. You know, you don't have to worry about it like that. You know, how many full moons is there in the universe? They don't all be full at the same time. I mean, I know this, this one is here and it's present and it's close. But, you know, sometimes we've got to step away from the conditioning of what we may see right there readily available, you know. My finger's pointing at the moon, but all you see, you know what I'm saying? I see that, or do you see everything? You know, that, so, again, you know, so the number 10, and in relation to the number 4, 1 plus 2 plus 3, plus that 4, is speaking on the material uh, substance, or the material actualization, the actualization of material substance things into the physical world, or as in the matrix of all sensuous experience. So, you know, dealing with my heart being the fourth spirit of uh, the petnatil, the patnatil, the cake of the divine or the ingredients of the divine, uh, basically the need or those uh, nine different aspects or principles of self um, coming into being through the experience. Those are... Uh, that my act or matrix, you know, my act right, is uh is is the material side of one, two and three coming from the knowledge or the information that gave forth from Osar or so called, you know, Osar the sort of perfect power in the soul that gave forth or Ra gave forth the information to Tahuti, the, the second seat, would, would be wisdom, the word logos, that formulated into an actualization, you know, that sound, that power word formulated, formalized or was reconciled by the spirit of three, secured the divine plan, and then it came into being as my eye balance for life. Although it may seem somewhat chaotic and out of order at times, it is always... Um, accounted for as my or life, which is basically the reflection of spiritual into the material, 
even when it looked crazy. You know, we got recalled though certain things ain't in the right spaces in the puzzle. You know, we gotta look we gotta start to overstand, which means basically to stand over the puzzle and put these that piece don't go right there. Let me take this puzzle piece back out and put it where it's supposed to be. All right. Okay, so that, I, I just, like I said, I wanted to elaborate, uh, reiterate and expound on that a little bit more than we did the other day. So September 11th, the committee the year around that night to 11th, 12th, around that time is when um, Sirius and the Sun and Orange Conjunction will rise at the same time. So it's a very powerful time of the year. So, you know, I mean, you know, do what you do at the time of the year. I probably is rest, meditate, I don't know, you know, just be you. Y'all just let you know what was going on on that day, for 400, basically, the year 2001, but uh, also coming now into, you know, Jade Ham, it's supposed to have started in July or whatever, and if you recall uh, the two Oppositions or the two uh, unfriendly states is Texas and Utah. And when we look at those words, we got oops and tekat, you know, oot meaning power and terat meaning word in Mechoneta. So it's power words, like who? So we got we got to watch what what they what they telling what they telling us because these are some powerful situations that's taking place externally that can wreak havoc on our, on us internally and we can in essence of reduce our capacity of of actualization through this transition. Alright. Another thing I want to reiterate on was to um the rub down, spiritual bath and, and spiritual uh well the actually it's the physical bath. And the spiritual bath. After the spiritual bath, if you got herbs and oils in the bathtub or whatnot, be sure to take a shower afterwards to cleanse off. I forgot to mention that. If you didn't know, you know what I'm saying? But be sure to part yourself to take a good shower and clean off those herbs and debris, whatever may accumulate while you're in that tub bath. Also, on the physical side um, of the rub down, the physical bath, you can take a cold shower. Afterwards, in the cold in the cold environment, like we're about to go into, uh, we're in Indian summer right now. We're about to go into autumn, so it's going to be a little colder, you know. So you just you start taking. I know uh, I do it, you know, but uh, it also helps with uh, tension in the in the blood. Sometimes you get to a little aches and pains. A little cold shower will release that, but a cold shower in cold environments. Will um, will it close the pores? You know, we're speaking on that, but you know how it's cold outside. You want the pores to be closed so that that cold won't get into it. So uh, taking a cold shower will induce, well, you know, introduce into the body, closing the pores and preventing the body from killing. You know, and catching. You can also give yourself a, a energetic rub down throughout twice daily. Um, members from the wrist to the heart and from the feet up to the heart, you know what I'm saying? But also you, you can do that when you're putting on your um, lotion or oil or whatever. You know, you can dry when you're drying off. You can do it with the towel. 
you know, you can uh, rub pretty vigorously, you know, going towards your heart and, and uh, warming down, taking breaths at the same time so the lungs will cool off and, you know, will help you cool down. You don't want to be too hot and bringing too much excess heat to the body. So remember, all throughout the day, just take deep breaths. You know, it's it's good. It's fine. It's fundamental. Okay, so we're going to get into the information, mindset, mind makeup. Those were uh, oh well, the public enema. Well, not public, but enema. That is a good tips and tricks. Um, person fifteenth or first, and whenever you know, I I don't know if you know about it, but enemas, you know, they cleanse out any excess toxins or mucus that may accumulate throughout the body. First time I did it was a few years ago. You know, studying the comedic diet and um. I, I when I you know I got up and I looked in the toilet I was like what the freakiness God what the so it's like you know little it was like a a sprawling uh, I don't want to say tapeworm it was something you know what I'm saying it was a sprawling little thing of mucus you know what I'm saying it may have been if I would have pulled it out and looked at it, it may have been like I say about seven inches eight inches it was about the length of a pencil you know real skinny though skinny like uh, like it, it, was, nah, it was skinny like a spaghetti. It looks skinnier than spaghetti. Maybe rice noodles or something. But, you know, that after that, I'm like, I think I'm going to do this ritualistically now. I do not want that shit in me, whatever that is. Well, you know, so, so, you know, I thought I, so now, basically, like I said, I do it twice a month just to be on the, uh, you know, on the safe side physically, but also spiritually. Because I know if that shit is, well, part of my expression. I know if that's in there, or whatever, that thing I could, you know, it's gonna come out in a spiritual uh, manifestation as well. And I do not want tapeworms floating around out here in my, in the spirit in my manifestations, you know, with whatever is attached to it. So you know, basically, it's just you kill the mucus, you know what I'm saying? But that mucus can run a havoc on the physical body. And since we know that the physical is just an expression of the spiritual, you know, it's a material expression of the, of the spiritual as it count up or down, well, you know, I, I just see and I found that it does actually make, it, it makes everything a lot better and easier because you're not confounded mentally or confused and then the aggression that may occur because these things is going to do certain things in the body that's not necessary because it's, it's feeding off certain energies that we put in there. You know, so after that, yeah, I, I continue to uh, do the public animals. Public animal number one. <laughs> but uh, was that was a house party. Isn't that public animal? <laughs> dude named Paul Witherspoon. All right. And going into the mind makeup, mind, uh, I mean, mindset, mind makeup. Last week we stopped at, we stopped right around here. I'm just going to start, I'm going to start back where, where we left off at and just flow with it for a minute. You know, it, oh, what we, what we listened to earlier was, um, uh, 
course, Sam Cooke. And, um, and uh, the good brother, Dr. Ali, first world order intro, and then that was uh, Expect Nothing, a.k.a. Blackwater, the metal magician from Sleep State. Always a one of my um, unheard of in there <laughs> that may relate to the topic of discussion somewhat. So that was what that was about, Sleep State. Material, you know, material, same thing, just floats off a different screen. You know what I'm saying? It's like light on the field. <laughs> it floats off the real, the real. For real, for real. All right, so this came out of Kinetic Diet, Ancient African Wisdom for Health by Dr. Muwata Aspie um, on page 79. States right here, natural wines and other naturally brewed drinks may be acceptable in small quantities by the masses. However, you would notice that as you purify yourself, you will not be able to tolerate or desire even small amounts of intoxicant. This is an ancient Egyptian proverb, O thou thou, O that thou did understand that wine is an abomination. Um, Distilled liquor is not a natural substance. It is processed into a potent form which is injurious to the body and mind and therefore not suitable at all for use by those advancing on the spiritual path. The same applies to narcotics and all other recreational drugs, such as marijuana. All of these distort the spiritual perception while damaging the physical body. No drug can produce a high, which can be compared to spiritual bliss. Therefore, resolve to leave all drugs behind and become intoxicating with spiritual feeling and aspiration. Now, not to sound like a, you know, a religious fanatic or something like that, trying to tell somebody how to live or do whatever. For my own personal experience, when I was burning down or burning up or something, whatever, when I was putting them in the urn, it seemed like I was having more negative type of, I ain't going to say negative, but even more things that I did want to happen, even though I, I knew where, you know, I was like, well, it's cool, you know, I'll get this. It would be a you know accumulation of a little bit of prosperity. The next thing you know, all that was like, the rug was just like taking stuff from under my feet. But then when I, like, you know, I, I mentioned that uh, house got broken in twice. You know, I was dealing, I was, I was moving it, you know what I'm saying? A nice, a nice amount of this stuff, you know what I'm saying? A budget, getting it off and shit, whatever. You know, it, it, it is what it is. But then uh, when I stopped, I, I did it because I wasn't really getting the flow of money like I talk about. I did a couple money um, money rituals. And I wouldn't. I hadn't burnt it up in a while, like maybe six, seven months, whatever. I built up enough sheet, whatever, you know, to get into it too much. But did a money ritual and um, for like four thousand dollars. I did a couple of, but okay, I mentioned both of them, but did one for four thousand dollars. And this is how the, this is how the energy works. Sometimes you get what you don't necessarily want. So I wanted four thousand dollars. How about um, I go to the dentist. I'm, you know, I'm a disabled veteran. I go to the dentist at the VA, the Veterans Hospital, and um, you know, I'm 100% disabled, so it's on them. They give me the bill, though, the receipt, you know, of the transaction. I look, I'm like, that shit, $2,200 for the top set, 23 for the bottoms. What the? That's 
That's like five thousand. I mean, it didn't even dawn on me at first about the four thousand pound grade because it's been like four or five months since I did it. You know, when I when you do rituals, what you do is just step away. You don't you don't look to focus on it to come at that very moment. You just walk away from it. You know what I'm saying? Try not to even literally put too much thought energy to it. Because you got to still live. You can't just sit there and think, when is this going to come? When is it going to come? I mean, yeah, put conscious thought on the ritual. But as far as life concerning the next day, the more energy you put on the actualization, then it's almost like saying it ain't going to happen. But anyway, four or five months later, they gave me the receipt. And that's why I was like, damn. So then it came to me, wow, that's where that. Went, I guess, you know, that's how the ancestors work. That's how the answer is because I needed that. You know, at that moment, I needed um, some tops and bottoms for my grills. You know what I'm saying? My, my shit was jacked up. I, I've had a life of doing some crazy things to uh, my enamel or whatnot, you know, just whatever. But then on another note, as far as after I left all the you know, drugs and alcohol and stuff alone and did some rituals and stuff, you know, whatever like that, you know, calling on, on my higher self to do some things outside the physical body. Um, I was, uh, me and one of my brothers was about to go training out of out the city to, to do some um, some martial arts stuff, Tai Chi and Qigong and, and stuff up in, in Greensboro and stuff. We're leaving out. And um, I had to get some gas. So I stopped by the gas station. I knew what I had on my car. It was like, $22 or something like that, like that. So I had one of them green dot cars where you can't use it at the pump, so I went in there to get it out the ATM. And, uh, the, you know, the balancing card came out, and that shit, I looked at it, that shit said $4,220-something. I was like, what? So, like, there was one of the movies. I can't remember what movie it was. It was like, a, it might have been... I'd buy a shirt or, or, or Limitless or something. One of the movies where the dude went to the ATM, he had, like, an exceptional amount of money. He, he knew he ain't supposed to have. But anyway, I got that, that receipt of that bounce inquiry, went to the car, and was like, nigga, I don't know where this came from, but we about to go spend all this before they say something. I was like, we got to go get this out of this account right now. Oh, okay. We gonna we we gonna do some chigongs and then we go into the mall. I ain't know where it came from. Lo and behold, it came. What happened is I had a, my sister was a fiduciary of my account. It was about four years ago, about three four years ago, before I actually took over again when I became sane, so to speak. Well, when I gained my inner sanity, because they said I was insane for a while, but when I gained my inner sanity and I regained uh, control over all my shit or whatever. So I had my sister taking care of my bills, getting all my payments done and all my paperwork, whatever I had to take care of, she would do. She didn't let me know that they had appealed some type of court thing back in the, back in 2008 or something like that. And that they, the appeal that now they was reaching out to everybody that was like, Involved or people that was involved that had that um, the mental issue or paranoid schizophrenia or whatever or some type of psychosis I don't know but the, whoever was involved in that type of situation they would be allotted a certain amount of money back pay 
So I was I got back pay from like 2001 whenever I was awarded my disability all the way up to then, which was the amount of forty two hundred dollars or something like that. And I mean, you know, I'm like, what? A, you know, so that's how another way that that energy works. You know, what I'm saying it's it's already out there. Somebody got to pick up on it. It's just where our mind and our uh, attention, whatnot, attention, spirit, like, you know, is coming from or going, you know, from the body, given to the divine soul, it can affect us in a good way or a bad way. So if there's blockages or something else that we might be attached to, then it ain't going to get to that point where that, you know, the seed thought the right way. And when we just let go, let God have it, so to speak, when we let our higher self have it, and we don't, we don't just be so, you know, this is what I, you know, the monkey brain or the animal telling the the God what to do, that ain't happening. You know, there's all type of shit going to pop up. If you let your dog run the show, if you let your dog get a house first, that dog is going <laughs> is going. I mean, if you got a house dog or whatever, and you let that dog come in first every time, the dog is not going to be the dog you want him to be or whatever. It's not going to be the animal you want because he is. You follow him around. What you want? Speaking of dogs, never mind. Okay. I was at, I'm at work. Well, I'm not at work tomorrow. I'm supposed to be, but I'm at work yesterday. When the dude was in there, he said, uh, he was like, uh, man, what? he was telling another guy, wake up, man, wake up. He said, uh, what you doing? He said, oh, I'm dreaming. He said, what? You dreaming? Yeah, have me a good dream. <laughs> Dream about a, a sexy dog in a thong. <laughs> I was in the washroom. I'm trying not to laugh, man. It took me about 10 seconds, but I had to, I, I just visualized it. A dog in a thong. Because they put dogs in all type of stuff now. Type of clothes and curls. So I was just like, a dog in a thong? That don't even, I don't even want to think about that right there. <laughs> it right. Some people, but he was having a dream about it. If you sit in front of the TV, which they do all day long, you know, so he getting all type of little messages and stuff into his, you know, think tank up there. They ain't necessarily what he wants. They, you know, they taking his medications and whatever throughout the day, eating a certain type of, you know, energy, the food that they putting in, you know, get things. You know, what I'm saying somebody got to do it. I ain't, I ain't saying, I ain't judging the man or anybody just in these situations. It's just that. These things can affect our psychology, and in turn, the idea formulates into a thought, and that thought formulates into words, and that word, and the next thing you know, dude be looking at dogs like that, or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, let's get back into this. Not knowing that this expansion can be accomplished through meditation, um, or not having enough will to apply themselves, some people seek to fill this freedom through drug use and abuse. Drug use causes the temporary disconnection of the ego, ordinary waking conscious. So people later recall the feeling of bliss along with this illusory bliss. Drugs also cause critical damage to the brain and nervous system and further the drug-induced experience is unpredictable and uncontrollable, thus causing more illusions and mental agitation in the mind along with physical dependence. The feeling of bliss comes from a relief of stress. Stress is there because the person is lacking a spiritual basis in life, and they are ignorantly trying to find it through the drug. In reality, the best way, and really the only true way to achieve true, to achieve true bliss and ecstasy is to train one's mind 
one's own mind to reach those high levels of consciousness of the spirit. This process may be accomplished through the practice of virtuous living and meditation. The mystic path is the art of discovering that glorious bliss, not through drugs, sleep, or relationships, or any worldly possessions, but through inner self-discovery. Um, end quote. That's, uh, that was out of the Comedic Diet by Dr. Nwata Ashby. Um, so poor spiritual, mental, or emotional health can weaken the body's immune system response, and this can make it easier to catch a cold or any other infection during emotionally hard times. When we are feeling stressed or dark head or clouded thinking, and you know, I was speaking on this a few times, school last week, set to rest, or rest, rest head, set dark, dark head, clouded thinking, or um, set dark, rest head, um, south, so to uh, darkness going down into the heart basically, south is representative of the heart energy. All right, so we don't want darkness to go into the heart. Like, well, you love to go into the heart. So upset, when we're feeling stressed, anxious, or upset, we may not take care of ourselves as well as we should. We won't feel like exercising or eating nutritious foods, and we may abuse alcohol, tobacco, or other drugs due to poor emotional health or stress. To improve emotional health, first we must recognize the emotion and appreciate why we are having it. Subsequently, thank the emotion, the energy emotion for the experience, the outward expression of the intelligence, and let it know it can now go back to where it originated from, the nothingness. Organizing the causes of sadness, stress, and anxiety in life can help manage emotional health. These are a few tips and tricks to assist in this process. This is where we was, uh, you know, rudely interrupted by the peanut gallery last week. So go back in. Um... On that part itself, these are a few tips and tricks to assist in this process, expressing feelings in the right way. If feelings of stress, sadness, or anxiety are causing physical problems, acting them out in a negative way can definitely make the situation worse. It's okay to let loved ones know when something is bothering you. Yet keep in mind, though, that your family and friends may not always be able to help you deal with it. If this is the case, ask someone outside the situation, like a spiritual advisor or counselor, for advice and support to help you improve your emotional health. Live a balanced life. Balance is the Lord of your life, Ankhbal of Ma'at. Live a balanced life of Ma'at, truth, harmony, equality, love, order, justice, and freedom. Coming out of Metanetia, part two. Volume 2 by Raul Nefer Amin, pages 156 to 158. Um, states right here, how is evil established in the world? The Satanists, or the Satanists, are those relatively few individuals in the world who have developed a will of beyond the majority of Sahumen, but not developed enough to overcome the lower faculties, intellect, imagination, memory, and emotion. Thus, their will is still dominated by their lower faculties, especially the intellect and animal spirit. The higher development of the will above the Sahuman gives them the ability to dominate the latter. They gain enough insight into the workings of the lower faculties and the weakness created by the absence of input from the dormant higher faculties to enable them to deceive the Sahuman and thus gain control over him or her. As the Sahu man makes up the majority in the world, Set is thus able to gain world dominance. 
Unknown to most people is the fact that their intellect were not guided by the higher faculties, Tehuti and Mahat. It's the chief faculty to which they are mostly easily manipulated. The intellect is our means of labeling, defining, describing, and relating ideas to each other through syllogistic or linear logic because it is the hearing, the left-brained perception, and not actual experiencing of reality. It is intrinsically a major source of delusion. We hear but don't actually see that man is a rational animal and we believe. We hear but don't actually see that God and the devil are spiritual entities separate and apart from man and we believe. We are deluded by set or sexiness into believing that being informed, knowing the definition and description of a thing is knowing the thing itself. All right. Truth is drowned in a sea of opinions. We must also note that the intellect, Sebek, shares the root of its name with the earth god, Geb, or Seb, because it processes information received from earthly experience. It is thus restricted to the outer and lower aspect of reality. For this reason, intellectuals were called Sabua in the comedic spiritual philosophy and were considered along with the setting of the enemies of Osar. Okay, uh, in other words, if you rely chiefly on your intellect, you will never be able to discover your true self. Instead of trying to experience yourself directly, you will be dealing with definitions and descriptions of who or what man is. To get this point home, consider sex. If you want to know what it is like, no, amount, no matter how much thinking will help, you have to experience it. Before our consciousness is uplifted to the after vision of the spirit, we imagine ourselves as our persona. The human who looks a certain way, likes this, dislikes that, can do and can't do these things, and is inclined to certain directions. That's before we uh, regain the insight to our higher self and our higher intention through the experience. So basically, well, uh, right here, when we are, um, instead of trying to experience yourself directly, we are dealing with the definitions and descriptions. When we're looking at that, um, remember that hearing is believing, and seeing is knowing, experiencing is becoming, and experiencing is being. So when the spirit is going in, the spirit of life is going in, that's when we have become and we are now being and walking as God on the planet Earth and everywhere else, too, you know. Like I said before, how many moons is there out there? So try not to be going back into uh, tips and tricks on, on things that can help um, us relate to some of our emotions and whatnot and gain a better well, acquisition and, and be able to... Uh, gain emotional health. But basically, um, try not to be preoccupied with uh, with problems at work, school, or at home, and uh, that, lead, that may lead to negative feelings. Focus on positive things in your life to keep a high degree of harmony. Um, keep a journal or diary to take account of the things that brings happiness or peace. That is, that's, like, that's very useful, very beneficial to have 
having a positive outlook can improve quality of life and enhance good health. Their goal of the things in life that may cause feelings of being stressed and overwhelmed, they can also be very agreeable to returning to optimal health. And this, in turn, can make room for things that are enjoyable. Who are flexible in their thinking can easily adjust to life situations and are not simply month-oriented. They're able to cope with stress in a healthier way than others. Resilience can be learned and strengthened with different approaches, including having collective support, keeping a positive view of self and life, accepting change, and keeping things in the right perspective. Calming the mind and body is always a good way to to improve spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical health. Health. Relaxation methods such as meditation, tai chi, qigong, and yoga are useful ways to bring your emotions into balance. There's an old Chinese saying that states, whoever practices Tai Chi twice a day will gain the life force of a child, the health of a lumberjack, and the wisdom and peace of mind of a sage. Meditation is a form of guided thought. It may be done by exercises or exercises such as Tai Chi and Qigong, as well as stretching and breathing deeply, for instance, yoga or still meditation. The statement, take care of yourself because no one else will, it's one of the final statements my father, my physical father expressed before he transitioned spiritually. To have good spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical health is important to be responsible and take care of your body by having a regular routine for eating healthy meals, getting adequate amount of sleep, and exercising or exercising to relieve pent-up tension and releasing toxins. We should avoid overeating and don't abuse drugs or alcohol. Using drugs or alcohol just causes other problems, for example, with family and friends, as well as health problems, and there's a false sense of happiness. Another another um, statement my father made before his transition was, uh, he had said this when I was younger, but it's always, it's like a memory or whatever, but it, it, was, a, it was a good memory because it came through the ancestors. Because he didn't speak much, and whenever he did say something, it's like my ears would jump, like, what, did he say something? So he said, uh, and this is one of those moments, like, young, you know, pop dukes don't say, when you're around somebody that really don't say much, and then they say something, you're young, like, you really want to hear what they're talking about. So he said, uh, apply yourself. I think I was in the sixth grade, and I, sixth, seventh grade, I got, like, all Fs and everything. And uh, including gym and band, you know, which is, like, impossible, but I, I made it possible for somebody. Anyway, um, so I had all this. He, he was going home. He picked me up to school. He was like, man, you just got to apply yourself. I didn't even know what apply meant at that moment, but I looked it up, and I found out, you know, oh, okay, so I need to I need to put in what, I, you know, I know I can do. And, you know, if I, if I apply myself, then... I could really see some changes because he said you're not you're not dumb you're smart you know what I mean that's what you like he said you're in you he said you're in a telling you know what I mean all you gotta do is apply yourself now you know years have passed or whatever you know it's a t- tomorrow or today it was yesterday you know you know but anyway I um, reflect on that and like you go into uh, the old slogan or whatever of GI Joe. They say knowing is half the battle. So the other half of the battle is the application, applying oneself. Like the general can know all types of different maneuvers and, and, you know, ways to get around or win a, a war, but it's the actual application. 
the actual applying of the information that wins that battle. Knowing is half the battle. You know, doing, not thinking, is what wins the battle. You know what I'm saying? All right. This is out of the complete book of Chinese Health and Healing by Daniel P. Reed, pages 267 to 270. Um, states right here, spirit, spirit is master of the body, just as the Lord is master of his kingdom. A restless spirit cannot take care of the body. Remember, you know, body given to the divine soul. A restless spirit cannot take care of the body, which, when not guided by spirit, wanders down the path of death. Or when not. However, a tranquil spirit, which calmly guides the body, is the guardian of health and longevity. In traditional Chinese medicine, as well as Taoist internal alchemy, spiritual tranquility has always been a key factor in human health and longevity. Even a cursory glance at modern urban life reveals two pervasive factors that always go hand in hand, chronic stress and chronic disease. In a chapter of the internal medicine classic entitled The Oldest Truth It Is Written, the one empties the mind and frees it of all desires, the genuine energy arises. If one maintains an undisturbed spirit within, no disease will occur. What this means is that stress, in other words, disturbed spirits, impairs immunity and renders the body vulnerable to disease, a fact often observed but not well understood by modern medicine. The Western medical approach to stress-related disease is to give the patient tranquilizers which suppress the overt nervous system of stress without in any way alleviating its causes or its physiological side effects. Tranquility is, in fact, the solution to the problem, but not the sort of tranquility induced by drugs. What is required here is the harmonization and rejuvenation of the three treasures by activating the internal alchemy of essence, energy, and spirit. In the first stage of the process, essence is conserved and nourished and transformed into energy, which in turn is refined and raised to nurture spirit. When spirit is strong and stable, one applies the second stage of eternal alchemy, whereby spirit commands energy and energy commands essence. With a strong and tranquil spirit, the adept may consciously harness energy to stimulate essence and heal the body. It is accomplished, it is accomplished simply by sitting still, doing nothing, and letting nature take its course. This is where I gained um, the idea of uh, obtain, retain, and cultivate, where you obtain the essence, which is gene in Chinese. The essence is basically the, uh, the postnatal essence. is It comes from food and air, so the quality of our food and the quality of our air is uh, very important. The better the what the better type the better food or the supplementation that we put in, sustenance that we put in, and the better air that we breathe in or the deeper conscious breaths that we take in will help us obtain um, the energy. And then when we obtain it, we then retain it or the essence is conserved and nourished. In the first stage of the process, essence is conserved and nourished. So we conserve it, obtain it, nourish it, then transform into energy. So the essence is uh, the food and air that we eat, postnatal essence. Prenatal is from mother and father through the um, through semen and ovum, you know, the elementals. 
and then after uh, after we conserve and nourish it, or we obtain it, and then we form it into energy, which is basically retaining it and then cultivating it at the same time, then transforming it into your chi or um, prana or raw life force energy, and then it is turned and refined and raised to nurture spirit. It's, then it's cultivated, cleaned. It's cleaned. The energy is cleaned and it's raised to nurture the spirit. You know, what I'm saying the spirit that formulates the physical body, you know what I'm saying, through the intelligence. So it raises the spirit back up. And by doing that, when when we do that, we gain a stronger, tranquil spirit, and then the adept can harness that energy and stimulate the essence and heal the body, as well as others, you know, and, and do all, and more than that, it's a psychic type of energy that not only can affect the physical body, good or bad, depending on what you're putting in. I mean, I had to learn the hard way, like I said. And it might just be a mind thing with me. I don't know. But I, I just couldn't sit there and eat a bag of Skittles and then go do some meditations and Qigong and thinking I was right. So it might just be my own mindset or whatnot in my mind makeup to where I felt wrong or <laughs> something. I don't know. Maybe teach us all. Maybe maybe you can do that. Eat some M and M's and and then you know go do your meditation. Eat a cheeseburger from whatever Arby's or whatever or roast beef sounds. I guess because you have from Arby's and then go do your Qigong's and Tai Chi or whatever and still feel good. I just know me personally. It caught up to me after a while. I'm like I know what this is. It's that ten year old French fly that I found under the seat. You know. <laughs> It didn't look 10 years old, but that's it caught up to it. But anyway, so um, back to this read right here um, from Danny Reed and the Chinese, um, it's not the Cleek Book of Chinese Health and Longevity. Oh, what were we? Okay. In the nature of spirit, like essence and energy, spirit has its pristine primordial and its conditioned temporal aspects. Primordial spirit, also known as the mind of the Tao, the mind of the way, the ultimate truth, is the original source of our consciousness, the flame of primal awareness that bites up the mind. It is eternal, undestructible, and immortal. But soon after birth, it becomes dormant through social conditioning and the constant distractions of temporal life. As primordial spirit becomes shrouded with layer upon layer of self-woven egohood, it's, it disappears in conscious awareness and the primal unity of the three treasures is torn asunder. The three treasures, again, is essence, energy, and um, spirit. Um, so spirit loses the rightful command over energy, which the body instead commandeers for its own sensual gratification and sensory entertainment. This introspective process of clarifying the mind, uh, this is an introspective process by which one gradually clears away the emotional obstructions. Oh, the introspective process of clarifying the mind goes beyond um, words, arguments, and theories. It can, be, it can only be achieved by practice, not by studying, only by letting go, rather than holding on to thoughts and ideas, only by integration of conflicting views, not by secretarian differences, only by realization, never by rationalization. As Lao Tzu disclaimed 
in the opening line of the Tao Te Ching, the way which can be spoken is not the real way. The sage Lu Tong Ping agrees, words are not true explanations of the Tao with the ultimate truth. Words are not true explanations of the ultimate truth. When you have realized the ultimate truth personally, you can then dispense with words. That is why true depths of the Tao shun secretarian debates and doctrinaire arguments. The real way is not divided by sex and doctrines, for a path that's divided leads nowhere. Uh, Thomas Cleary translates Lu Ping's remarks on the issue as follows. The mind that understands the way, the ultimate truth, is entirely impartial and truthful. But because Tao's tradition has gone so long, personalistic generations have cropped up. People attack one another and establish factions of supporters. They call themselves guardians of the way. But they are really in it for their own sakes. When you look into their motivations, you find they are all they are all outsiders. People like this are not people like this are rot in Confucianism, bandits in Taoism, troublemakers in Buddhism. They are confused and obsessed. Um the great alchemist and martial arts master Chan Song Fang, also supposedly purportedly he invented or created uh, Tai Chi Chuan, wrote when wisdom controls desire you live long. When desire overcomes wisdom, you die early. In the Taoist paradigm, mental as well as physical health are achieved by maintaining balance between emotions and intent, passion and wisdom, heart and brain, fire and water. When the scales tip neither towards one nor the other, which strike a homostatic balance, perfect equilibrium is achieved. Yin and yang energies merge, and the three treasures are harmonized. And the problem, uh, the fact is, only you can fit your heart and head together on the same track. No one else can do it for you. And if you don't, you can be certain that they gallop off in opposite directions, tearing your life asunder. The problem usually arises at the moment a decision is made whether to resist or succumb to emotional temptation. The fire mind of emotion often gains the upper hand at such crucial moments by sheer bluster and bravado, overruling the finer sensibilities and better judgment of the cool, calm mind of wisdom. Then when things go wrong, as they inevitably do when you let your heart lead your head, hindsight always rules in favor of the wise advice to be rejected by the devil makes your heart. But by that time, it's too late to change your mind. However, it's never too late to learn a lesson from such experience in order to prevent history from repeating itself. So the heart mind is uh, what they speak on here, the meaning of the heart when the heart leads the head. The heart is the emotional mind. The head is the wisdom mind. The heart uh, mind is uh, translated words. I mean, um, the shin, but it's X-E-N or Hashin, H-S-I-N, emotional mind. And the head is Y, wisdom mind. That's Y-I. Ye, and that's the wisdom mind. When they are opposing or conflicting, or when the heart mind or the emotional mind is uh, is the driver of the car, the driver of the vehicle, so to speak, then uh, we go on uh, paths of uh, destruction, basically. Going off the edge a little bit too much, so we need to be able to see where we're going. Properly, you need to use that wisdom mind a little bit more. So, I'm going to uh, volume two by Ryan Neff for a minute again, page 172. Uh, the satanic 
perversion of economics, driven by intellect and partially developed will dominated by the animal spirit, the Setians have manipulated the majority of people in the world, Sahu men for the most part, in order to gain control of the economic resources of the world. Why? Because it's the key to power, and why do they seek world dominance? The answer is the animal vehicle, specifically a left side of the brain, and testosterone-dominated mentality. Um, go back up here. It says, um, Sahu men for the most part. In order to gain, well, driven by the intellect and partially developed will, dominated by the animal spirit, the Setians have manipulated the majority of people in the world, Sahu men for the most part, in order to gain control of the economic resources of the world. Why? Because it's just the key to power. When you look at that, we mainly think that economics is based on monetary, for money. You know, this collateral exchange, this, uh, this uh, what they call uh, uh, funds, you know, what we, what it's something that is pretty much an illusion, basically. Transmitting, transmitting utensils, you know, whatever, you know. But these things, uh, that's not that's not economy. That's not the economy. That's what we base the economy on through money, through the value we put. We place the value on that money, but in actuality, you know, it's like what zero point zero 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 one of uh, a dollar. That's how much it is. Like it's not even worth a penny. And then it's like ten cent per piece of paper that it's printed on, so it's not worth the paper that it's printed on as well. So even if I have a $100 bill in my pocket, only reason it's worth $100 is because, you know, somebody told me it was worth $100, so I placed that thematic ideology or the worldview it. You know, so as far as resources are concerned, resources are, are elementals or things of the planet Earth, like water, you know, gold, silver, you know, Natural affinities, natural things that are that are born or conceived from the planet Earth, and then are then put on on the block, so to speak. What is you know what is the main resource on the planet Earth? What holds all the elementals of the universe within their yeah, man? So, in order to control man. You know what I'm saying? And you just take those words out. Driven by intellect and partially developed will, dominated by the animal spirit, the sentience have manipulated the majority of the people of the world. So men, for the most part, in order to gain control over man, over the man of the world. Why? Because it's the key to power. You know, where's the power at? The power's in the people. Our blood is sweat where all the elementals is. You know, so the reason that they tell us certain things like about religion, but they tell us certain things about health. When they tell us certain things about education, it's to block our natural abilities to where our potential or our power would naturally be processed and, you know, come forth and, you know, walk daily to, in the light. You know, superhero man. All right, so... The answer is in the animal vehicle, specifically the left side of the brain, a testosterone-dominated mentality, um, in which Rue's greatest maneuver, it says right here in the previous chapter, we saw that this was a comedic understanding proven by history and scientific analysis, in which Rue's greatest maneuver against Set was the cutting off of Set's testicles. This is based on um, the testicles 
it's, it's symbolic of the excess consumption of animal fat and meat leads to an overproduction of sex hormones or testosterone making us over aggressive. All right. And that's why when we react to certain things, it's always with that uh, you know, I mean, you know, I didn't understand it myself until I, I went on the vegan thing. Now I, I look and I'm like, hold on, am I about to say that? You know, I'm always circumspective now. Am I about to react with a child? I got at work and, and I know these are elderly, mentally challenged people, right? And one of them might take a dump on itself. It might not just be on itself. It might be all over the kitchen table. You know what I'm saying? Piss and and do, you know, all everywhere. You know, my first initial reaction in mind is, what the, what did you just, just got to clean that shit up. Goddamn, I'm going to, I'm going back to bed. What you doing? But this is a 70-year-old, you know, individual to do itself with dementia, with, you know, uh, bipolarism, all type of stuff, moving stuff. I mean, why react in that manner? If I know this is a baby, basically, that's six foot, you know, there's no there's no need, no it's not necessary for me to do that, you know, to exert that, that aggression. But, you know, I noticed that now because I you know, so I got coworkers and whatnot. So but all in all I you know, matter of fact this you know, mindset my makeup was pertaining to some of the situations that I've noticed in life and how we are being, we have been caught up in with anxiety and stress due to our reaction to certain things that don't necessarily need the aggressive type of reaction. And that's causing more stress because I'm not, I don't need to release stress or I don't need to release the hormone that is uh, acquainted to stress in those type of situations. There ain't no reason for me to be mad at that man for being who he is. He's perfect the way he is or she is. I can't be mad at him. Okay, so, um, yeah, and meat consumption does um, bring about a higher rate of aggression within, you know, an overconsumption of it definitely brings about more sex hormones, testosterone production within a, in a gonads there. All right, but um, money is, is not a factual but a conceptual reality and has evolved to being an instrument of exchange of values in society while having no value of its own. It's an illusion. All right, so having the millions of dollars and owning a great deal of property does not by itself constitute wealth. No matter how much money a person has, they will not be wealthy. If you had to perform all your mental tasks, cooking your food, washing your clothes, cleaning your home, etc., you need to have impoverished people around to perform these tasks. Thus, the settings created poverty. They manipulated the sovereign as ignorance and greed to establish the concept of absolute private ownership and money is an illusion. It's a concept that we fall victim to because it's there, you know. It's like a spoon is right there. Why can't I eat with chopsticks? Look at Look at you like crazy because you, you pray at your, at your, you know, you put, you put your hands up over your food and start, you know, doing a self receiving a tear, it remember do watch everybody looking at you like that nigga praying. Or whatever it, it may be in their mind, I'm just like, can't a person just be who they are without, you know, 
the rationalizations of the world view in their opinions, saying that's not what we do here. You don't do that here. Don't wear the eye for rule. That's the Illuminati on your shirt. Okay, but okay. Um, going back to some of the things. This is uh, who owns your mindset? It's all an illusion. The feelings, thoughts, words, and actions that construct the physical realities are merely secondary, materialized personifications of energy originating from the all-universal mind. As energy vibrates in its enchanting, passionate dance of descent towards ascent, the enlightened mind complements the rhythmic movements of spirit to matter by the beat of the universal heart and the instrumentation of nature. For instance, observing sun rays cascading through windows in an infinite evolutionary spiral downward, one can deduce that the dust particles falling into formation on the window pane as a microcosmic representation of the macrocosmic experience of spirit transforming into matter. To perceive inertia in transition is to know the nothing dwelling in the life-giving center of the hidden light corresponds to the brilliance manifesting in the magnitude of the void. This is explained by the third hermetic principle, the principle of vibration. It states that nothing rests, everything moves, everything vibrates. In my own applications of evaluating and balancing emotions, I've noticed thoughts, gestures, and symbols introduced externally from the lower mind or internally from the higher mind have optimal resolution when meditated on in a space with minimum or no sound and no conscious body movements. This is done in order to this is done in order for the mind to transcend the body, in other words, the ethereal to break threshold of the physical. This can be viewed as an exodus and an arrival into an antipode dimension, a realm far forgotten where non-thought exists within con- with conjunction, where non-thought exists in conjunction with visible imagination. In this ultimate reality, there is an allowance of creating, minus the fear or concept of destruction, by chaotic thought patterns of confusion and self-righteousness. The apprehension of this mundane material existence Although appealing to the mind and tempting to the senses, is very conflicted when steps are not taken to be in harmony with oneself. In the book entitled Serpent in the Sky by John Anthony West, he describes that esoterically, action is the revolt of spirit against its imprisonment in matter. As, journeyed, as I journeyed to the hidden light of intelligence, living unborn inside the dark womb mother space, I gathered this statement to be a half-truth when considering the second hermetic principle of correspondence, as well as the fourth hermetic principle of polarity. A portion of the principle of polarity states that opposites are identical in nature, but different in degree. Extremes meet. All truths are but half-truths. All paradoxes may be reconciled. End quote. Now returning to the statement extracted out of the serpent in the sky, it seems to often imply struggle with the usage of the word revolt, negating harmony within all planes of existence. Simplified in the hermetic axiom, as above, so below, as below, so above, the unevolved human mind views appearances that may cause death and destruction on a large scale or minuscule, um, or very minuscule, as horrific, but joined with feelings of empathy for the victims. With most members of society, derelict or intellectual are not keen to is the terminology used to describe such events as tornadoes, earthquakes, robberies, murders, and even car accidents. 
keep them programmed to fearful, stagnant thought patterns. When choosing external outlets as the media to satisfy appetites for current events, the viewer will suggest messages of self-doubt. Appetite whoa. When choosing external outlets as the media to satisfy appetites for current events, the viewer is left with suggestive messages of self-doubt and perplexity. Examining descriptions from the media on some of the latest happenings will grant us extreme contemplation into Allison's looking glass. Statements such as the most devastating tsunami or the worst hurricane ever, or even he brutally shot or the cold-hearted mother viciously drowned, so on and so on. These sentences use negative transitive verbs, devastating, worse, brutally, and viciously, which are not necessarily necessary in the explanation of the situation. As I look patiently into the future, the fulfillment of self-mastery is the beacon that guides this cell into the ever-shifting tides of life. There is an ancient Taoist saying, the strong man masters others, a truly wise man masters himself. In the everyday hustle and bustle of activities, the persistent influences of outside interests influence even the strongest will. From the attention divided amongst one's children to the at times unwanted presence of family and friends, the reality of mind mastery is more rare and valued than mountain lines of Tanzania. In Theron Q. Dumont's book, The Mastermind, in the section entitled Mind Mastery Versus Mind Slavery, the author represents a thought as a physical entity. When saying the power of expelling thoughts, or if need be, killing them dead, must be attained. End quote. So this in turn would deny negative thoughts the ability to accumulate an adequate amount of energy to form into existence outside the mind. And thus, the metronome that keeps the universal orchestra energetically, yet graciously in tempo, transforming this energy into a higher mindset. So our thoughts, our feelings, beliefs, and attitudes can positively or negatively affect our physical function, internally pertaining to how we feel, as well as externally when viewing our physical manifestation. In other words, our minds can affect how healthy our bodies are, body, giving to the divine soul, as well as our physical creation. On the other hand, what we do with our physical body, what we eat, how much we exercise, even our posture, can impact our mental status, again, positively or negatively. This results in a complex, a complex interconnection between our minds, menage, blessings, and bodies, body, contributing to the divine soul that transmits outwardly to the physical world. The mind and body are in essence attached. The brain and peripheral nervous system, the endocrine and immune systems, and definitely all the organs of our body and all the emotional reactions we have share a common chemical language and are constantly communicating with one another. This language is our DNA, and the ink that writes this transcript is the hidden light of intelligence, internal and external melanin. And these right here are some more tips and tricks designed to uh, basically improve the mind's positive influence on the body. Meditation, creative arts, therapies like art, music, or dance, yoga, tai chi, qigong, um, hypnosis, mind relaxation, guided imagery, touch therapy such as Reiki, um, psychophysical coach or mind-body coach who practices relaxation and massage techniques. As the list points out, psychophysical or mind-body therapies and practices include uh, psychological, expressive, as well as spiritual approaches. So um, 
to for the mental states. Mental states can be fully conscious or unconscious. Um, so when we have emotional reactions to situations without being aware of them, well, while we react to that's dealing with the conscious mind. If you recall, the conscious mind is the analytical and critical part of the brain. So we go through mental states all the time, different transits and whatnot. And the conscious mind is aware of certain things, but it is like it's the critical part of our brain that governs our awareness of consciousness. And it's where decisions are processed and all of that. If the subconscious mind is the deeper part of the mind and it's responsible for the processing of a variety of things at once and for storing those experiences as memories in the degree of importance. And it operates without our awareness as indwelling intelligence. It's like it keeps all the best aspects or everything going, like the heartbeat, you know, the, the hormones, metabolism, processing properly, um, the digestive system, you know, has all that. It, it, I mean, even when we get constipated, it's the indwelling intelligence or the subconscious mind doing those things, like still dealing with whatever is taking place externally, but through the experience, it's opening up those, uh, it's, it's always working. You know, the body, the body is divine, giving to the divine soul is always doing something, even when we ain't mentally or consciously aware of it. Each mental state has a physiological attribute associated with it. A positive or negative effect felt in the physical body. For example, the mental state of anxiety causes the production of stress hormones. When these hormones are not in harmony with the moment, it is stored in the body as unused and eventually becomes toxic residue. This is coming out of the complete book of Chinese Health and Healing by Daniel P. Reed again, pages 55 to 60. Um, speaking on the five energies or the five uh, main organs being the heart, the lungs, the spleen, um, the kidneys, and the heart, the lungs, the spleen, the kidneys, and the liver. So we've got the heart, the fire energy, heart is called the king of the organs. The eternal medicine classic states the heart commands all of the organs in this area. Uh, it houses the spirit and controls the emotions. In Chinese, the word for heart, said, is also used to denote mind. When the heart is strong and steady, it controls the emotions. When it is weak and wavering, the emotions rebel and prey upon the heart mind, which then loses command over the body. Physiologically, the heart controls the circulation and distribution of blood, and therefore all the, all the other organs depend upon it for sustenance. Thoughts and emotions influence the function of various organs, be it pulse and blood pressure, which are controlled by the heart where emotions arise. Extreme emotions such as grief and anger have an immediate suppressive of the immune system by inhibiting thymus function, a phenomenon that has long been observed but little understood in Western medicine. Externally, the heart is related to the tongue, to which it is connected by the heart muscle. The color and texture of the tongue thus reflects the condition of the heart. Speech impediments such as stuttering and mutism are often caused by dysfunction or imbalance in heart energy. Facial compression, which is a direct reflection of blood circulation, is also a major external indicator of heart function. 
Fire energy makes the heart the dominant organ of summer, during which season the heart must increase circulation to the surface in order to dissipate excess body heat. The little pores open up in the in the summer or hot season so that we can sweat, you know, perspire. The planet the planet Earth got to get some rain going on, you know what I'm saying? So okay, we'll go into uh the next organ being uh, the liver. And the liver is called Oh Pretty doing that thing right there. Okay, so the liver controls the peripheral nervous system, which regulates muscular activity and tension. Okay, liver. The liver is called the general or chief of staff and is responsible for filtering, intoxifying, nourishing, replenishing, and storing blood. The liver stores large amounts of sugar in the form of glycogen, which it releases into the bloodstream as glucose whenever the body requires extra infusions of metabolic energy. The liver receives all amino acids extracted from food by the small intestines and recombines them to synthesize the various forms of protein required for growth and repair of viral tissue. The liver controls the peripheral nervous system, which regulates muscular activity and tension. The inability to relax is often caused by liver dysfunction or imbalance in wood energy. Liver energy also controls ligaments and tendons, which together with muscles regulate motor activity and determine physical coordination. Liver function is reflected externally in the condition of finger and toenails and by the eyes and vision. Blurry vision is often a result of liver malfunction rather than an eye problem. Even Western medicine recognizes the symptomatic yellow eyes of liver jaundice. Through its association with wood energy, the liver governs growth and development, drives and desires, ambitions and creativity. Obstruction of liver energy can cause intense feelings of frustration, rage, and anger, and these emotions in, in turn further disrupt liver energy and suppress liver function in a vicious self-destructive cycle. So, you know, rage and anger are the negative emotions of uh, acceptance is positive emotion. And now we'll go to spleen and pancreas, earth energy. A liver is wood energy. Again, heart is fire energy. In Chinese medicine, the function of the spleen organ energy system includes the pancreas, called the minister of granary. Now, granary is uh, the source of, of things, you know. The spleen and pancreas or the storehouse. Uh, the spleen and pancreas control extraction and assimilation of nutrients from food and fluids by providing the digestive enzymes or energy required by the stomach and small intestine. They regulate the quantity and quality of blood and circulation and coordinate with the kidneys to control fluid balance throughout the system. Spleen energy commands extraction of energy from food as well as the transportation of this energy from stomach to lungs, where it is blended with energy from air to true human energy. The spleen directly influences and is reflected by the tone and condition of muscle tissue. Weak limbs and muscular atrophy are indications of deficient spleen energy. The kinetics uh, sense the 
the spleen is um, governed by Tahuti. You can see how the spleen energy commands extraction of energy from food as well as transportation of this energy from stomach to lungs, where it is blended with energy from air. Air is equivalent to Shu or Ra. You know what I'm saying? Ra appointed Tahuti to speak the words of power to to formulate uh, human energy to, or whatever the uh, what we call uh, mitosis basically in science, but what is also known as um, the dose of the need, but it's the old diet. The hermetic value. Uh, so that's the human. But the air, so it's blended with energy from air to form the true human energy. Spleen and package condition is reflected externally by the color and tone of the lips. Reddish moist lips indicate strong spleen function. Pale dry lips are a sign of weak spleen function. The mouth is the spleen's external aperture and temperamental moodiness is its associated emotion. The Chinese term for bad temper is bad spleen energy. The psychophysiological association also reflected in the English term stenetic. So bad temper, bad attitude. It's uh, dealing with both excess or deficient spleen energy. Lungs um, are metal energy, known as the prime minister. Lungs control breath and energy and assist the king, the heart, with the circulation of blood. The Eternal Medicine Classic states energy is the commander of blood. When energy moves, blood follows. Blood is the mother of energy. Where blood goes, energy follows. This intimate relationship between breath and pulse, blood and energy, is the basis of Chinese breathing exercises, of breathing exercises in general. Um, breathing controls cellular respiration, and shallow, irregular breathing is therefore a major cause of low vitality and insufficient metabolism. The lungs also control the skin, which breathes via the opening and closing of pores, and is responsible for adjusting body temperature to perspiration and shivering. The skin is where the radiant energy of resistance emanates, forming the first line of defense against noxious environmental energies such as heat or cold. Flu and the common cold are caused by impairment of radiant skin energy's capacity to resist external invasion, and symptoms of these diseases usually settle in the lungs and bronchial tract. Pallid skin and poor complexion are common indications of weak lungs. The nose is the external aperture of the lungs and the gate of breath. A clogged or runny nose is another indicator of ailing lungs. Breathing directly controls the autonomous nervous system, and this relationship is the basis for almost every system of yoga and meditation. By regulating the autonomous nervous system and governing energy and pulse breathing forms, a direct bridge between body and mind, and may be utilized to keep the two in balance. I may have a, okay, yeah, it's still good. Um, last but not least is the kidneys, water energy. Known as the minister of power, the kidney is, reg is regarded as the body's most important reservoir of essential energy. The original prenatal energy, which forms the basis of life, is stored in the kidney organ energy system, which is why the kidneys are also known as the root of life, the seed of life. I said in comedic terms. In the Chinese view, the kidney organ system also includes the adrenal glands, which consist, which consist of the adrenal medulla and the adrenal cortex. 
These glands sit like hats on top of the kidneys and secrete a wide range of essential hormones and regulate metabolism, excretion, immunity, sexual potency, and fertility. Destruction of the adrenal cortex is fatal. The kidney system also includes what the Chinese call the external kidneys, the testicles of men and the ovaries of women. Thus, the kidneys control sexual and reproductive functions and provide the body's prime source of sexual vitality, which the Chinese regard as a major indicator of health and immunity. The kidneys themselves are responsible for filtering waste metabolites from the blood and moving them onwards to the bladder for excretion and urine. Along with the large intestines, the kidneys control the balance of fluids in the body. In addition, they regulate the body's acid alkaline balance, pH, by select pH's power of uh, hydrogen or potential hydrogen by selective acid echoing balance by selectivity, filtering out or retaining various minerals. In addition, they regulate the body's acid echoing balance by selectivity, filtering out or retaining various minerals. The kidneys, particularly the adrenal glands, are especially vulnerable to damage from excessive stress and sexual abuse. In um, the Chinese view, such damage is a major cause of immune deficiency, low vitality, and sexual impotence. The kidneys control the growth and development of bones and nourish the marrow, which is the body's source of red and white blood cells. Weak kidney energy is therefore a prime cause of anemia and immune deficiency. The Chinese view the spinal cord and the brain as forms of marrow, and therefore poor memory, inability to think clearly, and backaches are all regarded as indicators of impaired kidney function and deficient kidney energy. Kidney vitality is reflected externally by the condition of head and body hair and is associated with the aperture of the ears. Tinnitus, ringing ears, is thus a sign of kidney dysfunction. The kidneys are the seat of courage and willpower, and therefore any impairment in kidney energy results in feelings of fear and paranoia. Intense fear can cause involuntary urination, a phenomenon also known to Western medicine. You know, wet in the bed, you know, when we're young, and having them bad dreams is due to uh, an impairment in kidney function or we kidney. We ain't no better go. Uh, so many psychophysical therapies focus on becoming more aware of mental states and using this increased awareness to guide the personality in a better and less destructive direction. Awareness of psychophysical, the mind-body connection is by no means new. It was until roughly 300 years ago in the practice Every system of medicine throughout the world treated the mind and body as a whole. Yet during the 17th century, the Western world started viewing the mind and body as two separate units. In this observation, the body is seen single with no connection to the mind. This Western viewpoint acts as the foundation for so-called advances in surgery, trauma care, pharmaceuticals, and other areas of allopathic medicine. Yet on the other hand, it reduces scientific study into human's emotional and spiritual life and downplays our innate ability to heal from within. Researchers have now again commenced to study the psychophysical connection and scientifically revealed links between the psychophysical reality. Extensive research has confirmed the medical and mental benefits of meditation, mindfulness training, yoga, and other psychophysical practices. The mind-body connection means we can learn to use thoughts to positively influence some of the body's physical responses thereby decreasing stress. Recalling a time when there was a sense of happiness, gratefulness, or calmness will allow the body and mind to relax into that memory. When visualizing any 
When visualizing any experience, we often have similar mental and physical responses to the feelings that were present in the actual event took place. For example, remembering an upsetting or frightening experience may cause the heart to beat faster. There are multiple calming and empowering psychophysical exercises that have been proven to help people deal with anxiety, pain, sleep, the use of medication for post-surgical pain, side effects of medical procedures, recovery time after surgery, strengthening the immune system and enhancing the ability to heal, as well as increasing the sense of control and well-being. The goal of calming and relaxation exercises or exercises is to help change the perception of a given situation and the reaction to it, to help feel more in control, more confident or secure, and to activate healing processes within the body and become aware of any tension, anxiety, Changing breathing can be recognized as being caused or worsened by stress. It would be wise to take about 15 minutes to an hour daily to practice meditation, tai chi, qigong, or even yoga, and or yoga. These exercises assist in quieting the mind and supports the body by becoming more relaxed, and then we can call on this ability as a reference point during any stressful time. All right, so this is uh, uh, The Roots of Chinese Qigong, The Secrets of Health, Longevity, and Enlightenment by Dr. John King, page 107. Um, in Qigong training, you need to know how to regulate five things, your body, breath, emotional mind, energy, and spirit. We went over this before. Um, was basically to regulate the body, is to get into a, a comfortable posture, to regulate the breath, to focus on the breath, to regulate the emotional mind, is to um, concentrate more on the breath than the thoughts. Let the thoughts come in, and as they come in, don't elaborate on it, but don't run from it as well. Just keep focusing on the breath, and as that. It calms the emotional mind by focusing on the breath for the counts and then go and then be able to focus or regulate the chi and then to the spirit. What we're going to do here is a relaxation exercise. There are many methods of relaxing or practicing relaxing, relaxation like in meditation with Qigong, Satati, Yoga, or just sitting still, whatnot, or just taking these deep conscious breaths. Um, this, this is going to be a a few, but they are only suggestions. So, you know, along with what we went over before, this is going to be pretty decent. So what we'll do first is bring your mind to your spirit. So, Relax the body. A few comfortable deep breaths. So breathe in. First, I'm going to bring some music into the equation. I always like the bells, even though I don't use them as often as I used to. It's just a, some good stuff in the background. Okay, so to bring your mind to your shin, to your spirit, 
breathe deeply, get comfortably. Take a couple of breaths in through your nose. Remember your posture. Man, your, your testicles hanging off the edge of the chair. Women, your feet be at a 45 degree angle going towards the corners of the wall or whatnot at a 45 to B shape. Um, I'm just moving the mouth behind the teeth. Breathe in through the nose. In lock. In lock. So the head is tilted forward slightly and lifted up. The chin slightly tucked. Bring up to the perineum when you breathe in. Relax the perineum when you breathe out. Bring your stomach close as possible to the spine. All right, so then we bring our mind from outside of our body to our first eye. So we bring the mind from outside of the body to the first eye where the spirit resides. And then when the mind is on the spirit, it will, be, it will become centered and balanced. And all the thoughts that are generated by the outside Distractions will start to disappear. So your mind will then become able to concentrate on feeling the body. Just taking your breaths deep into the lower dantian while bringing your mind from outside of your body and all the distractions to the first eye. So bring your mind to the first eye with each breath, and your spirit will be centered and balanced. I have to we now relax the mind so we bring our mind to our spirit now we're going to relax the mind it's somewhat complicated but it's not all we got to do because the mind will be tense for a few seconds so just stay relaxed by focusing your conscious away from your mind So pay attention to your breathing more so. Follow the breath to the first eye and down to the lower dantian or to the sacral region. Pay attention to your breathing to relax your mind. Now feel and sense your heart region, your middle dantian. Move your mind to the solar plexus where the fire energy is the heart energy and feel the physical location of your solar plexus it's just the energy that resides there also recall that fire energy stimulates the emotional mind and emotional feelings and increases tension so when you move your mind to the solar plexus you will be able to feel what is happening with your fire chi, you will actually feel the warmth and heat that resides there. So use the breath to cool down the fire energy within the solar plexus. So breathe in the metal energy of the lungs. The metal of the lungs will absorb the heat and cool down the fire energy. 
You can use this when you have heartburn or have any type of feeling in the chest. Just take deep breaths and focus on that, on your heart and your solar plexus, and it'll cool down the fire and release the pressure in that area. And it also is effective when you want to relax. All you have to do is just breathe in, focus on that area with long metal energy, and it'll cool down the heart fire energy and relax the chest area. With smooth, relaxed, deep breathing. So stay smooth through the nose and out through the nose. Deep into the lower dantian or the lower abdomen. Deep breathe and extend the breath until you feel your chest relaxed and your entire body relaxing. Now use your mind to direct the body. Once you have relaxed the body at the surface level, you can go into a deeper level of relaxation through the meditation. By using your concentrated mind, feel and relax deep into the muscles and tendons. So breathe into the tendons and the muscles. This will allow one to open up all the meridian channels and release and relax all muscular tension and any type of constrictions of the channels. So your breath will become deeper and the pulse will become slower and the meditating mind will reach to a deeper level. So relax your whole body, starting at the toes. Concentrate your mind on each toe and relax them. Then move your mind to your feet, your ankles, your calf muscles, thighs, and hips. And from the hips, you may feel your lower body start to disappear and feel as if you are levitating. Keep your lower body relaxed. Move your mind to your fingers and repeat the same process from your fingers to the hands, wrists, forearms, elbows, and shoulders. Now concentrate your mind on your stomach and move up to the chest and neck. Finally focus on your head. After the head is relaxed completely, keep your mind relaxed while concentrating on the entirety of the body. When you have reached the level, when you reach this level, you will be able to feel the muscles. <laughs> and when you feel the muscles, you'll be able to feel the tendons and the skin. Now relax the organs. The lungs are the easiest because we can control the lungs with our mind. So relax the lungs first. Breathe into the lungs and relax them. Smile into them. And relax the heart. Smile into the heart. Then relax the liver. Then the kidneys. And finally, Relax the spleen. When you are able to feel and sense these organs, you can evaluate the status 
and use your mind to regulate the energy to be able to heal and move energy in the right the right places so there will not be excess or deficiency in those areas. So now relax your marrow. This may be the one of the hardest areas to approach. You must first be relaxing all other stages, relaxing the body and the mind. Now go deep and, and body includes tendons, muscles, and ligaments. So now go deep into the marrow where the blood cells are manufactured. The marrow is alive, but it's constant of sheet. It must have a constant five sheet to keep functioning. So use the conscious mind. It's the chi in the marrow, the energy in the marrow in control.
I'm grieved to feel your heart beating, pulsing throughout your whole body, or smiling with loving intent into every cell, beating it to hidden light of intelligence. Feel the inner peace and bliss. Allow your awareness to seep deeper into your heart until the warm, hidden immortal light pours through your body. Starting at your crown, where the soft spot is located, the vengeance spot will continue to be. It's slowly pouring down throughout your whole entire body. And as you feel this, feel all parts of your inner reality relax. Breathe into your nose. Hold three and exhale. So stay with this until you feel completely relaxed. Until you feel your heart beating. Until you feel the warmth spread throughout every cell in your body. Relax, feel, and breathe the divine being that exists within the water, bringing harmony to earth and fire, contributing to the divine soul and the hidden light. Because you are the life and light of the sun that rises from the south, giving praise to the divine soul. That's fine. The mysterious blessings, the prosperity, success, and victory that is about to happen. A couple more breaths to the nose. Follow it. Follow the breath. Become acquainted with your breath. It's the most important thing you have. And breathe out the nose. First one was a relaxation um, type of exercise to relax the, the mind first, and then after the relaxation of the mind, then you go into well, bring your mind to your shin, then relax the mind. So first, you focus all your awareness to the third eye, then from there, relax your mind by focusing on your breath. And from there, feel the sense of middle dantian or the solar plexus. Bring the breath to the fire, fire energy or the fire, the heart energy. Then from there, use the breath to cool down. First, sense the fire energy. Now instead of it is warm, then use the breath to cool down the fire energy. Then after that, use your mind to direct 
the body. So relax deep into the muscles and tendons in the skin. And from there, you know, Bob, first relax your toes, then your feet, then your ankles, calves, thighs, and hips. Then go to the lower body. You'll feel the body like it's floating, like it's levitating. Then go from the lower body to your fingers, then to hands, wrists, forearms, elbows, and shoulders, relaxing them, deep breathing, just sinking everything down, relaxing them. Focusing on your breath. Finally, go up to your stomach, then move up to the chest, and then the neck, and then to the head. Keeping the mind relaxed. And all right. And from there, relax the organs, starting with the lungs and the heart, then the liver, kidneys, and spleen. When you've relaxed that, and you've got to that level, then go deep into the bone marrow. While still breathing and concentrating on the breath, focus all your attention to the bone marrow and smile and relax into that, feeding it with oxygen and energy or chi, prana. All right. So that's a relaxation exercise that also induces good health, brings about a good change in the molecular structure. All right, so what is mindset, the mind makeup? What we call the mind is in reality different brief moments of consciousness following one another very rapidly. Since mind has in psychology a meaning different from mind according to the esoteric teachings, the mind is flexible. It changes very rapidly. At one moment, there is a mind with attachment. At another moment, a mind with generosity. At another moment, a mind with anger. Then at the conclusion of that moment, a mind of love. At each moment, there is a different type of mind. It's important to note that the word mind is not one and the same with the brain. The mind consists of mental states such as thoughts, emotions, beliefs, attitudes, and images. The brain is the hardware that allows us to experience these mental, these mental states. The highest, most divine example of an alchemical operation is to alter the lower activities of mind. The thoughts, emotions, beliefs, attitudes, and images cover themselves with the ingredient of matter that matches the patterns of our focus with within them, and this is what I turn the mind makeup. For example, most believe that intellect and talent bring success from any reality they can actually stand in the way. Pleasing the intellect and abilities doesn't nurture self-confidence and success, but can jeopardize it. In what is termed a fixed mindset, people believe that their most undeveloped qualities like the intellect and talents are simply fixed traits. They spend the time supporting the brains or talents that develop them. They also believe that talent and aid to create success without effort. In contrast, a growth mindset is when people believe that the most basic gifts can be developed through dedication and hard work. Brains and talent are just the initial point. This view creates a love of learning and a spiraling effect that is needed for abundant achievement. The roots of, this is coming out of the roots of Chinese Qigong, The Secrets of Health and Longevity and Life, Men by Dr. Yang Ming, page 7. Once again, who's uh, Qigong? Um, the general definition of Qigong. In China, the word gong is often used instead of gong fu, which means energy and time. Any study, any study or training which requires a lot of energy and time to learn or to accomplish is called gong fu. The term can be 
apply to any special skill or study as long as it requires time, energy, and patience. Therefore, the correct definition of Qigong is any training or study dealing with qi, which takes a long time and a lot of effort. A long time doesn't mean 20, 30 years, 10 years. It just means uh, like two, three years of sufficient, proficient, attentive effort. You know, not doing it like once a week or twice a month, but pretty much every day. You'll see changes. I mean, some good stuff, good changes. Um, this is out of Metinetia by Ronald Neffel, reading again, page 80, is volume one. Hold up. Okay. I wait for this yellow strip to get off the page here. Computers on the fritz. Hold on. It may stay there. I might have to close out and come back in. Um, boom, boom, boom. Okay, we'll close out. It will only take a brief moment. Hold on. Okay, I'm back. Pardon Put it on mute. Devour some of this chocolate. Yeah, it's 85% cocoa. USDA approved organic non GMO. Well, that's what the package says. Putting a love on that. You know, I'm going to put a love on that. All right, so, um, Sound waves underlie the structure of all things and events. This has been known by African spiritual scientists since prehistoric times, who have taught that the third spirit is the vehicle from where third spirit is um, secure, divine plan, is the vehicle from where it is to generate the sound waves to underlie, create, maintain, and destroy the structure of all things and events in the world. These sounds are the words of power, or mantras, haikus, spiritual cultures. Words of power have a special relationship with the faculty of imagination. As anyone who has successfully worked on mantras knows, changing them results in the feeling of the spirit of awareness with a certain set of images that are specific to each mantra. In other words, before these special sound, sound waves can affect the desired objectives, they must be translated into the images that literally serve as matrices of the physical manifestation. This has led dabblers into the esoteric to mistakenly believe that the imagination animated by words of power can affect changes in the physical plane. Nurture a clear image of what you want with faith, and in time you will have it, many books have told us. The half-truth in this belief is the reason it works only some of the time. The truth regarding magic, success, and failure is a very simple one. All events, talents, etc. in a person's life are created by the sound waves, mantras, haikus, words of power that are in act that are in an active state. That are in an active state, so what we tell ourselves basically. Where these sound waves forms are in a latent state, then there will be no, there will be the absence of the talent state they cover. 
where the sound waves are in a latent state, there will be the absence of the talents that they govern. The nurturing of an image without awakening the associated sound wave is like trying to incubate an unfertilized egg. Somewhat like trying to wake up somebody by just standing over them. They eventually wake up, but they ain't going to wake up to have anyone. What are you standing over them? You know, it's like you're standing over them, but you ain't saying wake up so-and-so. You know, you got to nudge them or something. Hey, man, it's time to get up. We're just standing over them. Eventually, they'll get up, but it's like I said, the nurturing of an image without awakening is associated sound where it's better to just say, wait up, instead of just standing over 10 minutes looking about like Jason Fortes with an axe. That's um. So the nurturing of an image without awakening is associated sound where it's like trying to incubate an unfertilized idiot. Jewel in the Lotus by Grandmaster Sinyata Saraswati in Mahamodi Abhinasha. This is coming from page 48. Uh, stays right here, prana, the energy bodies. Um, prana is the life force, the energy which activates the physical body, comes through the etheric body in the form of prana, the life force. This is the component that distinguishes a living being from a corpse. When a prana withdraws, there is no longer life. We ingest a little prana with our food, but primarily it is infused into our bodies as we breathe. Inhale, retain, exhale. Deep breathing with full and slow inhalation allows you to extract the most pranic energy possible. The inhalation, the inhalation or inhibiting phase of the breath cycle is the best time to make suggestions to your subconscious mind. That thought is swept along the astral channels with the prana and impressed on the power centers that control your life. The astral flows stop during the retention phase. That is the optimal time to focus the mind. It is said the best meditation happens in the gap between inhaling and exhaling. Exhaling thoroughly expels toxic residue to allow for more infusion of energy. During exhalation, you are able to project energy to your love, to your lover, or for healing someone. So the inhalation or the inhaling phase of the breath cycle is the best time to make suggestions to your subconscious mind. So when we breathe in and we hold that breath, you know, the good mantra or haiku right there, the power word and then the visualization at the same time is the best time to make that suggestion to subconscious mind. Then it's also why, you know, with the television and watching or watch TV and listen to radio or whatever, that trance mode takes place and we have those suggested messages incurred into our subconscious mind because we inhale or in heaven. At those times, it's in hell, basically. But we in hell or in heaven, and we hold our breath and while we're watching that TV show or listening to that radio station or the media or whatever. It's making suggestions to our subconscious mind. It might not even be what they talk about on television. You know, they got this silent sound weaponry now or whatever, but we're not to get into that. But that's also dealing with mindset and mind makeup because our mindset is influenced by external uh can be influenced in by stern hypnotic type of effects is uh, uh overly exaggerated now uh, to a certain extreme, but if you look at the state of the world and how people are so controlled, you got to know something else is going on. There's a deeper agenda happening other than just our emotions physically and naturally being uh, the way they are in the reactive state of the animal. State. They're keeping us in the fear-based reality. Remember, 20 hertz uh, brings about fear and awe. So if harp, you know, 
highly active oil research program is a system that's so called for weather uh manipulation. Then why are they operating these different why is it an oil research program dealing with the sound? They got something more to do with just bring putting sound on the reflective that aluminum or barium or whatever they putting in the sky. That sound is doing something to our Kundalini and our prana. And it's uh, causing effective change through the weather because we are the, the, the elementals that walking around the planet Earth that even through my thought can change weather patterns. So we are effectively changing the weather patterns in certain areas through our mind as well due to the heart system. I ain't going to get into that. That's about another two-hour discussion or something. So higher mindset, great in quantity, we're about to happen, menage, prosperity, success, and victory. Shots, mysterious. So the mysterious prosperity, success, and victory that is about to happen. The higher and lower mind concept has been known in many spiritual, philosophical, and even some psychological movements for eons. The lower mind is said to be the thinking, personal mind. We feel it is closer to us than our own skin, more real than the world around us, more reliable than our own senses. It is easy to see in other people's lives as well as our own how hazardous and irrational the lower mind is as the driver of the vehicle. This is out of the Analytics of Confucius, translated by author Waverly, page 91. The master said, he who learns but does not think is lost. He thinks but does not learn is a great danger. All spiritual traditions, in quote, yes, all, okay, all spiritual tra- traditions recognize that a redefinition of the connection between the lower mind and the higher mind occurs in the process of spiritual maturation. Spiritual traditions such as Simitwai, Buddhism, and Taoism seek to bring this about by confusing the lower mind through the practice of meditation, which aims to observe, calm, and ultimately to transcend the lower mind. This is out of Persian Rule by Dr. Muata Ashby, pages 67 to 68. Religion, metaphysics, mysticism, and yoga have been intimately related throughout history. The Egyptian Persian Huru represents or coming forth into the light, represents the metaphysical act and realization of the, mes- of the mystical teachings hidden in the Assyrian myths. The mind needs concepts in order to understand the world around it. Therefore, the sages of every religion have constructed concepts and images of spirituality to aid the mind to understand gradually increasing levels of higher reality. When we speak of creation, it should not be understood as an event which occurred only in the distant past, but as a mystical metaphor of that which underlies all reality. Philosophy is the discipline of thinking which leads the mind to understand the essence of existence. The study of philosophy in its highest form is to assist the student in understanding his or her own mind in order to be able in order to be able to transcend it and thus experience the transcendental reality which lies beyond words, thoughts, concepts, and mental notions. Mental conceptions are based on our own worldly experiences. Clinging to these experiences as the only reality precludes our discovery of other forms of reality or existence, which lies beyond the capacity of the senses. A dog's olfactory sense or the sense of smell and the vision of a hawk are much superior to that of the human being. 
The word of a dog or a hawk is much different because they have expanded range of sensitivity in their senses. Human beings use instruments such as telescopes and microscopes to expand the capability of the senses, but these are limited and cannot capture reality as it truly is. If the human if the human senses cannot even perceive the atoms which scientists tell us comprise all material objects in creation, how can how can they be expected to perceive that which is even subtler than the atom, the spirit of the divine self? However, the human has one advantage which is superior to all senses and scientific instruments, the intuitional mind. When it is purified by the practice of yoga philosophy and disciplines, ancient mystical philosophical systems, when it is purified by the practice of yoga and philosophy, yoga philosophy and disciplines, ancient mystical philosophical systems have as their main goal the destruction of the limited concepts and illusions of the mind. The concepts of God are only concepts and not realities. The correct study and practice of mystical philosophies lead a person to discover the transcendental, the transcendent, um, the transcendental practice of righteousness and religion supported the practice of righteousness in society. So sooner or later, just going back to um, my own notes and stuff, sooner or later, anyone who deals in depth but the mind recognizes that no process led by the lower mind could ever produce authentic success. Lower mind manipulation binds us to mishaps and miseries, confusion and self-righteousness. Luckily, the oppression of the lower mind loses force the minute it is perceived as madness. When we relax our habitual attempts to solve everything by thinking about it, and then like a lotus on a lake, a natural intelligent consciousness of another way, a higher mindset ascends. This is out of Nuke, a next here by Ryan Neffler, a man, pages 27 and 28. The I, or the heart spirit, is the vehicle wherein dwells the will of man. When consciousness, the self, becomes established in the spiritual vehicle, the man or woman is able to manifest the freedom of the will. Uh, we saw earlier how consciousness is lifted to and established in the spiritual vehicle, since this is the vehicle that enables man to choose between right and wrong. It is the vehicle that is judged in the critical process of transforming from a human to a God-man or a God-woman, a Natir. This transition does not only take place after death, as the Egyptologists would have believed. Divinization during life on Earth is a requirement for true success in earthly life. The second death, the, the Ab, is, the, is when the Ab is devoured by the monster Amort part crocodile, lion, and hippopotamus. This monster is nothing more than a graphic poetic metaphor of the predatory emotions that were nurtured by the person during the earthly life that now acts as the destroyers of the will, soul, that failed to control them. If the judgment is passed after death, then this faculty is absorbed into the bond, shares in the immortality of the latter. So if the judgment is passed after death, this faculty is absorbed into the bond, the divine soul ensures in the immortality of the latter. The Sahu, this is the vehicle that we refer to in the contemporary world as the mind or our soul. It comes into the world as a blank slate. Note that all the other factories are already programmed with their functions and they correspond therefore to the nature while the Sahu corresponds to that which is to be nurtured. Forgive me. <clears throat> A fundamental principle that governs life is the experiencing of the laws, truths that govern life. 
The realization of our divinity takes place through the process of building our divine lawful body. Spirituality is the cultivation of these laws, truths into the sahu or the mind. Everybody comes to earth to prove a premise. Some people come to earth to prove that that crime pays, that health can be achieved and maintained without paying attention to laws, that success can be achieved without or in violation to God. Another set of people came to prove the divine laws. The proving is the function of divine earth intelligence, Geb. The proving is the function of divine earth intelligence, Geb. Sooner or later, all life premises that are not in harmony with the divine laws will manifest a negative effect on earth. On the other hand, living according to the divine laws will manifest total success on earth. Brewed from another perspective, such success will be deemed a miracle, magic, the manifestation of spiritual power, and so on. The spiritual vehicle is one of the components that people refer to as their soul or their mind. It records all of the experiences in life, and what is recorded and what is recorded in it are experiences of living in harmony. And if what is recorded in it are experiences of living in harmony with the laws of the divine spirit, then the sahu is absorbed after death into the Ba and shares in the mortality of the latter. Otherwise, it is stored as useless and, fail, and a failed experience. And that seems so drab, but uh, okay. So there is another dimension to reality, back to my own notes. So there is another dimension to reality where the common problems of life can be solved. This dimension is the higher mind. The higher mind is simple, clear, and firm, and perfectly directed, quite opposite to the pointless, confused, and thinking mentality that we participate with daily. It is to truth, my eye itself, that our attention then turns. Each individuated self discovers in the higher mind an intuitive approach based on the divine plan of my eye. I am God, Nupunatir. Here is where we enjoy knowing without thinking, finding without seeking. We live a life based on the ancient and universal principles of truth and not thoughts. Our responses and actions spring from stillness. Our conclusions are spontaneous rather than figured out. New understanding fills the being. It's out of Metaneta 2 by Wild Network, mean pages 127 to 128. You know, I'm coming out of there a little bit. Okay, a little bit more so today. Originally, the hero of the myths were personifications of man's will. The evil they fought against represented usurpation of power by the royal faculties. The good they fought to restore represented the reinstatement of God as the leader of man's life. What a shame it is to see that Western man has what Western man has done with this digital formula. The great message here is that the individual cannot transcend the lower influences of his being unless here he adopts a heroic posture in the efforts of self-realization. Are you in the habit of confronting your negative habits like a gung-ho marine? If not, then you now know why those habits are still hanging in there. In the comedic holy scriptures, myths to Western man, Haru is the character that confronts Set, the archetype of evil, and defeats him with the help of Tahuti, the god of wisdom. If you are acquainted with the mental faculties that correspond to these gods, then you will always remember that the way to defeat evil in your life is to mount a militant offense. Is to mount a militant offensive. <clears throat> with the wise counsel to mount amount of militant offensive with the wise counsel received from uh, God to sages or oracles. 
given the circumspect ability of this faculty. Speaking of the circumspect ability of uh, the Haru faculty, paying attention and being attentive to oneself through uh, thought, action, and deed. Uh, the lower mind remains, but in a, re- a redefined, refined role, it is far less hectic now. We are no longer constantly consulting it for answers or advice. Subsequently, we are no longer concentrating it, feeding it, so it withdraws, slows down, becomes peaceful. It does not speak much unless spoken to. Like, uh, it's coming out tomorrow right now, and I, it's not something I love, but like uh, animals, all animals have to have something to eat, so you got to feed it. So, you register by um, uh, mantras, counting, um, the visualizations, this is altering the food or what we have, uh, in essence, have been giving the, the animalistic part of ourselves or the lower nature as sustenance. So when we, when we go into meditation and we uh, learn the counts, for instance, this is rhythm and vibration. So we develop a rhythm that goes into the logical brain from the imaginative brain. So there's one, two, three, four, five, six. It's, it's counting. We hear that in the left brain. So it gives us something to chew on, gives us something to eat. While we're having these thoughts or whatever coming from the external reality, just always, you know, coming in and out of whatever memories and through our personality, whatever has been formed through the personality or whatnot. Those thoughts and memories and ideas are now being refocused to the members or the mantra. And over and over, we gain this vibration and this rhythm that, in essence, feeds the the animal or the lower self, the lower mind, what we want to feed instead of the lower mind eating whatever we, you know what I'm saying, just taking all the emotions, it's, arr, arr, arr. you know, I want that too, arr, arr. you know, so now we can slow it down, and then eventually it, it will go back, and it will just take it really begging for food. Please go back and meditate, or give me some of that spinach. I don't care, I'm hungry. You know, the, the lower mind will now be tamed, and we'll we master this, you know, this animalistic part of ourselves. Is just converting and rearranging and refocusing that thought into something that's higher instead of allowing the senses to say, this is what you want. Please give me some more of that. But whatever, you know what I'm saying? And being, you know, jumping up and down every time we see it, you know, become peaceful. Okay, so this is the... Um, hold on one sec. I'm going to jump too far into another one. All right, the higher mind points to inner peace. When we keep an eye on the sparrow, we find peace, concentration, and world is observation. This type of awareness is simply being attentive to oneself, and therefore it doesn't burn disturbances of any kind. This is the true form of meditation. 
and it is limitless. Shout the Roots, China Qigong, Secret for Health and Longevity. Once again, if it allows me the opportunity, there we go, regulating the mind, regulating the emotional mind. The Tao say when large doubts talk, first stop thought. When thought is not stopped, the lessons are in vain. The final goal for our mind, for your mind is the thought of no thought. Your mind does not think of the past, the present, or the future, so you are an independent you are independent of the influences. Uh ye is the mind which is related to your wisdom and correct judgment. Ye is generated from clear thinking and is calm, peaceful and clear. Shin is the mind which expresses your feelings, emotions, and desires. Shin can be excited, energized, and confused. When Shin and Yi work together, your inner humanity and personality will be manifested. Oh, I don't like my computer right now. It's doing slow motion. Okay, so uh, regulating your mind means using your wisdom mind to regulate your emotional mind. The mind regulating process practice is called the um uh, oh wait um regulating your emotion your mind means using your wisdom mind to regulate your emotional mind. After the emotional mind is under control of the wisdom mind, you will be calm and peaceful. You have to you have to be able to sense things clearly inside your own body before you can direct the circulation of chi and nourish your shin. If your emotional mind is properly regulated. You can use it to sense what is going on inside you and use your ye to evaluate and correct the situation. One of the most common processes of regulating the mind, which is especially popular with scholars, was originated by Confucius. He said, first you must be calm, then your mind can be steady. Once your mind is steady, then you are at peace. Only when you are at peace are you able to think and finally gain. This procedure can also be applied to non-scholar meditation or Qigong exercises. First calm, then steady, then peace, then able to think and finally gain. So when you practice Qigong, you must first learn to be emotionally calm. Once calm, you will be able to see what you want and firm your mind steady. This firm and steady mind is your attention. The intention or yi is how your yi is generated. There are two concepts in Chinese which are both translated mind. One is the emotional mind, qian, and the other is the wisdom mind, yi. Both of these minds originate ideas. Regulating your shin means to cut down on the amount of ideas generated from your emotional feelings and to disperse thoughts which form from shin concerning the past, present, and future. If you want to stop thoughts from being produced, you must find the source of the emotional mind and only when you have traced them to their source will you be able to stop your thoughts at their root. All right, so we all have a higher and lower mindset. The lower mind sees and records something as a problem. It acts as a feedback system which tells us something is wrong. Yet the lower mind only focuses on the problem and puts unnecessary energy into being confused and enslaved by the experience. An individuated dual self can become imprisoned by the perceptions of the lower mind when they're mentally spinning around a problem over and over again, holding on with determination. 
Each individuated dual self has a higher mind. The higher mind is able to observe the bigger picture. It is able to wisely tap into cause and effect, to see the sequence of meaning and purpose that experience creates in life. Gaining interest into the higher mind is similar to accessing our inner GPS, our power, our purpose, and our higher spiritual expression. The higher mind has the answers to all of our questions, the solutions to all of life's problems. It is the order to our chaos and the purpose within all of our challenges and experiences. The higher mind is a peak value and is available at all times. Out of Egyptian Yoga, Volume 1 by Dr. Mawakta Ashby, pages 20 to 22, um, states, Here we are taking a journey through the world of time and space with a veil of ignorance so that we may feel the journey as if it is real. In short, anything that can have a name or form is an illusory representation of the true reality, which is the spirit of God. Further, the experiences of the world do not affect the soul or divine nature in any way. Therefore, nothing is really happening except in the mentations of each of us. The idea that we are really doing something, that something is really occurring, constitutes wrong thinking. Wrong thinking continues one's involvement and belief that this physical world is the only reality. This is egoism. Right thinking implies living in the world, seeing everything as part of God's one very own self. Therefore, living in peace and harmony with all things. There is no need to wage war. This is the state of highest mental sanity and purity achieved by those who are spiritually advanced. The intellect required to grasp the above stated points is said to be that of advanced souls who are nearing the end of their journey through the world process of illusion. They are ready to attain salvation. As the teachings become intuitively understood, the unconscious is cleansed of the wrong thinking to such a degree that a new vision is experienced. Those who attain this higher vision will live on in it after the death of the body because they live within their real identity. Those who at the time of death persist in believing that they are a particular person born in a particular place to particular parents, loyal to a particular country, um, or a particular race, will die with these ideas because these are perishable ideas that never existed, illusions. The world and everything in it, including our bodies, as we see it with ordinary eyes, is only a reflection of the true reality. True reality is mental, energy, and spirit, pure consciousness. Therefore, the correct attitude toward physical life should be one with, which encompasses surroundings, uh, which encompasses surrendering one's ego, consciousness, and accepting one's true identity, loving all impersonally, relinquishing possessiveness, and accepting the true underlying reality, material. The concept of the absolute reality is embodied in the Natir of Egypt, Natu of the Rubus, Amma of the Dogon, Brahman of the Hinduism, the Tao of Taoism, the Dharmakya of Buddhism, and the Kingdom of Heaven of, heaven of Christianity, and the Kata of the Kabbalah. One who understands the teachings will not be susceptible to sorrow at the loss of a loved one since he or she will realize that the loved one has only passed on in the journey or rather that they have gone nowhere except to a different plane of reality to which all things belong. Detachment from small individual things allows one to perceive one's connection to everything. Teachings are the writings of masters who are able to control their minds and bodies in such a way as to ascend to great psychological and psychic heights. 
They attain communion with cosmic intelligence, the creator and sustainer of all things. They came back from the lofty heights to assist others in attaining the beatific visions and the ever-present pest and the ever-present peace, Hatep. Hatep is the ultimate peace that cannot be disturbed by worldly occurrences. They said that the heights they attained were attainable by all humans with the desire, will, and fearlessness to accept the truth. The truth is not in books, but in the innermost hearts. The teachings are not for everyone. However, since not all humans are spiritually and psychologically ready to control the lower nature, the body, and ego mind, many... Many prefer to believe what they are told at face value and wallow in the ups and downs of their mortal existence, thinking this is all there is to life, and when I die, it will be that. It will be that. Those who abide by that form of ignorance will reap the fruits of what they have sown because existence is essentially a mental process. They who can control the mind will have a greater opportunity to attain immortality, not of the body, but of the true essence, the ultimate reality, which is God, pure consciousness. The human entity, the human entity soul has been deluded into believing that it is composed of a mind and body that exists once and that will die one day. Actually, it is not really a process of reconnection so much as remembering one's true identity. And so learning is remembering knowledge, wisdom, understanding. Remember, knowledge is the bridge that builds the Knowledge is the foundation that builds the bridge of wisdom into an understanding. So track along into the rabbit hole of the human spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical rings and discover that healing and wisdom can not only be achieved by accepting the mind, but also by understanding how the body affects the mind by way of unprocessed stress and trauma from the past to its physiological cellular memory nervous system, and biological response to stress. It's out of Stolen Legacy by George G. M. James, page 62-66. The theory of knowledge. Since knowledge or knowledge derived from the senses is illusion, it must be avoided, and true knowledge sought for in the perception of the underlying unity of various opposites. This is possible for man who is part of the all-comprehending fire which underlies the universe, but in doctrine of the upward and downward paths, true knowledge comes from the upper path which leads to the internal fire, whereas folly and death are the result of, of the following of the downward path. What we commonly call life and death are due to a change in the arrangement of the atoms. When they are arranged in a certain way, life emerges, but when that arrangement is changed to another way, then death is the result. In depth, the personality disappears, the senses also disappear, but the atoms live on forever. The heavier atoms descend to the earth, but the soul atoms, which are composed of fire, descend to the celestial regions whence they came. The atom in sensation and knowledge, the mind or soul is composed of fire atoms, which are the finest, the smoothest, the most mobile. Fire atoms are distributed throughout the whole universe and in all animate things, and especially in the human body, where they are found in the largest numbers. External objects constantly give off emanations or minute images of themselves, thus in turn impress themselves upon our senses, which set in motion our soul atoms, and thereby create sensation and knowledge. That phantom, the, the spectrum. I about to um 
get into the finalization of this right here. The oldest mind, the universal's mental, out of Kabbalion. This is the seven principles of Tehudi. This is the first one, the principle embodied. This principle embodies the truth to all his mind. He explains that the all, which is the substantial reality underlying all the outward manifestations and the appearances which we know under the terms of the material universe, the phenomenal of life, matter, energy, and uh, in short, all that is apparent to our material senses is spirit intelligence, which in itself is unknowable and undefinable which may be considered and thought of as a universal, infinite living mind. An understanding of this great hermetic principle of mentalism enables the individual to readily grasp the laws of, mental, of the mental universe and to apply the same to his well-being and advancement. This principle explains the true nature of energy, power, and matter, and why and how all of these subordinate, and why and how all of these are subordinate to the mastery of mind. One of the old hermetic masters wrote long ago, he who grasps the truth of the mental nature of the universe is well advanced on the path to mastery. And these words are as true today as at the time they were first written. Without this master key, mastery is impossible. And the student knocks in vain at the many doors of the temple. So the master key is the mind, the pound of gland, basically, because it infuses all sound and light into the frequencies that are uh, beneficial or not so beneficial for your body. So give into the divine soul, the pomegranate, the master key. So whatever we feed it, in essence, formulates our physical reality. So intent, what we need to we need to be attentive of our thoughts and our intent. What is our intent? What is our intent about? Is the intent coming through the higher mindset or the lower mindset? And think of desires. What do we wish for in our future? Everything must be in a balance. So pause for the cause and consider. Listen to the soul essence of yourself. If there is any feeling of imbalance in any area of life, this is due to the purpose and use of intent. Balance, the Lord of your life. It is important to maintain balance within. Understand the power of creation in its process and function. Connect with like-minded people to create peace and tranquility through the planetary changes. Journey together in the balance. This will build a strong foundation through these transitional times. Allow love and compassion to guide to guide you. Don't give energy to fear-based thoughts. Fear essentially needs to be replaced with a new hologram of creation based on loving intent. We must understand if we live in fear, if our thoughts are fear-based in the hologram of creation or the whole message will be founded on fear. So what you think, you create. More fear in situations that activate the fear you are holding within. Therefore, we create a great cycle of fear going around and around. Remember, our thoughts are the basis of all of our holograms of creation. All right, so the mind breaks up to make up. There is an apparent drive or motivation to every desire and or feeling. The question can be asked, is it owned by the triumph self, the knower thinker, and dual aspect of one's nature? If we recall... The majority of the population depends on the worldview for closure on most subjects pertaining to life. This can be troubling and mentally debilitating when not balanced with an intuitive perspective by the observing participant. As ideas and thoughts swamp the mind, as ideas and thoughts swamp the mindset of man, we become immersed with attachments from the sensations formed in our psychology. 
thereby becoming addicted to the stimulus fed to one's senses from the external environment. This literally evolves into a vacuum effect that sucks the life out of our soul, merely on the account of the active dialogue that proceeds from my focused opinions delivered by the worldview. At intervals of conscious awareness, one should check yourself, notice their thoughts, be attentive of what is forming into a pattern of information, and observe every action that is conceived by mind prior to the actualization of the physical desire. Thereby, the individuated dual self commences to catalog each preconceived idea before it activates as a mishap of misery or a gift of prosperity. All physical creations need momentum, motivation, attention, and desire, which is in essence emotion or energy in motion that generates from love or fear. The world as we know it is predominantly founded on fear-based feelings, so our fundamental desires are subdued into an arrested development and forced and force-fed a toxic, undeveloped picture of reality that is, to produce, that is then produced by the light or energy of the observing participant's attention. When we refocus this energy inwardly, that is internal and external melanin being the hidden light of the intelligence, intelligence or the immortal body, it transforms into the natural conception from its primordial state of nothing in the fifth dimension to be born into the animated third dimension with all the required active ingredients for its infinite continuation of progress. This is analogous to parents who are spiritually, mentally, emotionally, emotionally and physically stable, who conceive a child that when born has all the naturally essential elements to proceed into a prosperous life. Even when the outside world seems dim and gray and we have what we term as ups and downs on the roller coaster of life. In closing, all who continuously strive to train their body and mind and to elaborate one's kung fu, ability, skill, and personality, and who learn with a humble mind, full of patience, endurance, and with great effort, will at a certain level of learning or in truth, remembrance, automatically be able to deal with all kinds of unpleasant, difficult dangers, including health issues and life-threatening situations. Sashim Imhotep. Go in peace. And that is uh, that's the finalization of mindset, mind makeup, the higher mindset. Ha'ir Minaj Sha'at, the mysterious gifts that are, or the mysterious blessings that are about to happen, the mysterious, the mysterious success and prosperity that is about to happen. So good thanks. Um, hope you guys enjoyed it. I'm gonna fade out with a little music right here. Uh, what is good? Mm-hmm. This is one of my favorites. I continually ever fearful, ever sure. Ya live, children. And there's a natural mystic blow we should hear.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.